Cheers to episode 141. Cheers. Starting the deer camp week. Green tea. I feel like a beta after that beer crack. We got a V8. Yeah. A natural light. <laughs> Not again, Alex. It's the first time you've ever drank a V8. No, I had one like two weeks ago, and you're like, you don't drink V8s. Yep. I was about to say, Evan, you know why he brought that, because just to spite me, because I said you don't drink V8. I drink them like every day, because, you know, I don't eat enough vegetables. So you rushed home from work, and top of mind was to grab a V8 just to pull Well, I knew that I'm starving, and I I need something. I can't eat during the show, so I can drink a V8. What are your work hours? Why are you working until 7 o'clock? I was wondering that too. I just hope everything's okay. Well, uh, this week specifically is month end close. We close on Thursday, mm. so you have to get all your shit done by Thursday. Basically. So you're like a month. You're basically the first month. two weeks of every month. I have to like do a bunch of shit, and then the last two weeks of every month are pretty calm. I thought you were about to say do nothing. I was like, well, Alex, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I said calm. <laughs> what if you spaced out all the work? evenly across the four weeks you can't really because you can't start doing a bunch of stuff until it turns the first mm. so you have to wait for everything to like close mm. all right welcome to the number one sports show in the state of michigan all around sports show in the state of michigan coverage from a to z it is monday november 13th 2023 8 18 p.m east coast 7 18 p.m um, Central, Central time. Uh, and boys, we are deep, deep into championship November football. This is the time of year when you separate for the who? men from the boys for at least two football teams in the state. It's getting into crunch time. I just feel like November. Two weeks left of college football season, regular season. Two weeks. I feel like right. NFL really hits after Thanksgiving. That's when it gets serious. Yeah, because yeah, college football's over with. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But you start to separate a little bit in the NFL in November. A Maybe little. it oh, feels yeah. like that because of our win on Sunday. I don't know. Yes. We've never really been good, so I guess we don't really know. Which we'll get into. As always, we'll talk about NFL Week 10 Lions Chargers and that NCAA Week 11 Michigan-Penn State latest with Michigan, any other big picture thoughts? I have some questions about Michigan State football for you guys to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote down making predictions for the rest of football season. It could be a fun time um, to see if we want to change anything from what we initially thought. I didn't go back and pull receipts, but I feel like I have a good idea of what I was thinking at the start of the football season. And just any awards, you know, where we're at now that we have – well, well over half of college football, but about halfway of NFL football to see what we think the rest of the way. So that is pretty much tonight's show. We'll start, as always, before we get into that, rate and review, subscribe, all platforms, please. Alex, how was your week since Tuesday? Pretty good. Glad to hear um, work is pretty busy this last week and a half or so, so I haven't had time to do much other than that. I had a gym incident that I texted you guys about. 
might be mm. easier for me to describe it to you in this because I don't think you were really understanding the picture, Grant. So I was benching. You know, you when you put the bar down on the bench, it has to hold on that little rack, right? Yep. Usually there's okay. uh, different layers too, right? Yeah. There's like so in this one, there's three, three like height levels. Mm-hmm. I was all the way at the top one, so that that didn't matter. But took it off, did like two, two reps. Wasn't really like looking up because I figured if I've done two already, I probably wasn't close to hitting the the thing. We pushed the third one up, nicked it hard on the left. Like I smoked it. And so then I hit it like this. So I'm going up like this. Hit it with this. Close grip. No, I'm just, I can't fit it all in the camera. Right, right, right. And then so I hit it really hard. So my whole hands just like go like this basically. The the bottom safety clip you hit, the bottom safety bar. Yeah. The holder. So like I'm like I like pushed it all the way up with my right arm and my left arm's down here. And clips safety clips on the sides. Off. You, I, I've read you need to keep them off when you don't have a spotter, so you can just drop the weights off the side if you ever get in a, in a pickle. That actually does kind of make sense. There's a fun fact for you, but um, the weights were not falling off, so it's just like just like this. No. Loop. And like when I hit it, it pushed my arms forward, so the bar's like hanging over my like belly button. <laughs> so like hip dude, thrust that ba- machine. The Pull it down a little bit, is, hip thrust it. So I am like battling this this bar, like <laughs> bat. Like I'm putting every ounce of my body and effort into like getting it back to my chest height. And it felt like 30 seconds. It was probably like four seconds. But like getting it back, like I started like blacking out. Like I couldn't see anything. Pushed it up. <laughs> Just like holding it up. Like I didn't even put it on the rack. Just held it up. I was so like worried that people were watching me because there's tons of people around so i was like the only way you're going to get through this is if you just you just keep doing it so you just pretend that didn't happen so i just hold <laughs> it up catch my breath for a second and i i kept going i, I breathed out the rest and i put it down i got up my hands are shaking i'm like holy f-. no that way. was terrible no and way i, I was like to another rep no yeah, way i did multiple after that and I just was like, I <laughs> put it down and I like sit up on the bench. I'm just looking around to see if people were looking at me. Couldn't, couldn't really tell, but like I was flustered. Like, my face was like bright red. Like I was so embarrassed. I was like, holy shit. He always gets up. He pulls out. He's like, people are like, what? It's called going to failure. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of it? I was like, yeah, I was wondering if someone was like going to come. I was hoping no one like came over and saw it. But then again, I was also hoping like someone saw it and came and helped me. Save me. I'm guessing someone just saw him was like, what the fuck is happening over there? And then look at this guy. <laughs> but to Evan's point, uh, yeah. though, how on. cool would it have been if you rolled it down to your hip, hip thrusted it into the air? I don't think I could have done it. <laughs> I don't. I think if it got down on my like I was so worried of keeping up because I thought if it got down on me, like I wasn't going to be able to. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. Like roll it down me, like to the to the floor. Mm. That's just slide the weights off to one side. But then you just oh, like that was noise. that would have been the climax, Alex, of it being embarrassing. Not the entire like process. What you just described. Well, I'm just saying it could have gotten worse. I could have oh. struggled with it, and then the then the weights fall off. There's a bunch of noise once, and also if one side falls off. The other side's flying off on the Correct. other side because it's just oh yeah, and so then I probably got injured. Could have been an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, I can't I was, believe the weights didn't fall off. That's like 
good for less distraction, but also terrible because it puts you in a tougher spot. I mean, it probably would have if I just let it, but it also probably was like was five so seconds, determined. but felt yeah, like it, was, it a felt minute. like a minute, and it was probably like a good five seconds, maybe. So yeah, I was rattled. I was like, maybe I'll never come back to the gym. Have you benched since? Yeah, I, I uh, benched. I benched yesterday. So. Well, I guess you kept benching that same session. Yeah, I actually so. did another set after that, so I did make it through, but it's pretty wobbly. And I did a lot less weight yesterday. I was just like, I'm not even messing with this. Even though I wasn't <laughs> doing that much in the beginning, I just clipped the thing. Do you guys think less of me because I haven't been um, a retro fitness? I just do all their machine stuff, essentially, because they have really nice machines. So I don't even... I don't even really. I haven't done dumbbell bench or barbell bench. I've done dumbbell bench once there, and I don't do barbell bench. I don't think less of you, but I don't think you're maximizing your potential. Some people, some people might though, and that's okay. I will say though, they have like plate loaded machines, and those I feel like are kind of game changing. Those are nice. You always used to say to me you can't use Smith machines, but now you're just a strictly machine guy only. Like that's quite I, a big jump. I know. I was schooled. I started di- diving into some YouTubers that Safer. I respect their knowledge, and they're huge, and they're just like you know, I'd rather do like be called essentially, but never get hurt because they're doing like they're stabilizing everything. Then like have what happened to Alex and get hurt, and then you're sidelined for three months, and then you get then you lose everything. Yeah. I'm sure Evan my has like scientific knowledge about it, but like I'm sure there's a reason why dumbbells and like the bars are better or like more maximize yeah. your strength more, core. more. More core work for sure. Yeah. We're using like, more yeah, yeah. You're you don't have to your... use anything else. Proprioceptors and central nervous system when you're doing it. Yeah, see that, Grant? CNS. And I'm also why, just why those guys that so are good. big that use uh machines now probably didn't get big from using machines. Steroids. More than, more than, yeah, probably that actually. Maybe I'll try those. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a gym incident. I don't remember what day that was, but that was brutal. Um, and then this weekend we had a game. Went to that. And then I went to the bar after that. Indulged olé, in some beverages. Olé, olé, I did a tequila olé. shot on Saturday was like the smoothest tequila shot I've ever done in my life. I don't know what it was. was it? I, Patron, I didn't buy Patron. it. So I don't know. But like it wasn't like top shelf or anything. And it was smooth. Like even Evan would have been good with it. It would just be another like funny like how they view Michigan. Uh, they call me the north for some reason. Anything uh, north of Texas they refer to as the north. Um, so hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I don't think you it. should take that. Yeah. Um, there was some weird question I got today about like Walmarts. Like, do you have them? Once again, they just think we live oh, in like yeah. isolation. Ever heard of Kroger? Meyer. Ever heard of Meyer? Not heard of Meyer. They have Kroger. They have Kroger. I don't think Kroger's a Michigan brand. How how close is the nearest uh, raising canes to you? There's like twenty thousand of them. <sighs> There's seven Chick Fil A's in a three mile radius. That's Sorry, crazy. I don't. I could do some canes though. And yeah, having that barbecue place is literally across the street. I yeah, no Georgia. I was I'm like, pissed that you haven't gotten that yet. Pretty I'm pissed. Similar. Doesn't I did have that question? Ever look busy? 
Alex doesn't respect good barbecue, question mark. Confirmed. I don't love barbecue, yeah. I did ask someone after you texted that, and I was like, is Truth Barbecue good? And they're like, well, it's like an Austin barbecue place that they just moved, like added another location down here. So it's pretty new. So I don't know if anybody's really added. Get in there. Become a valid member. Get kind of said nobody going. laughed at the video of that lady that I sent because that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what, the solo shot of her in the, the TikTok solo video. shot. Fact, I didn't watch screenshot the it. video. I oh just saw it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's also, classic. I want you to recreate that, Alex. <laughs> Sunday, I was a little hungover and I did not do literally anything at all. Also, I am Hell now yeah. getting hangovers from like two drinks. It's just disgusting. I don't know. What's a wash. You just took a tequila shot, Alex. I know. I got to work on it. Probably need to drink more water. Yeah, mix it in water. You used to make fun of me for that, but. I just mean in general. I don't mean like while I'm drinking. Oh, dude, turn your ringer. Oh. Hmm. Evan? Your weekend review. Let's see. Uh, weekend review from Tuesday. Nothing until Friday. Uh, new place. Moved into a new place. Looks nice. New location. I, I think I was counting it. This is like the fifth or sixth spot that I have recorded a podcast from. Mm. Impressive. I wonder how many yeah. I've been in. So did that Friday. I was super busy this weekend. Had to work Saturday, meeting Saturday. Saturday afternoon didn't do much. Did errands, chores, all that stuff. Sunday, um, back on the grind, Alex. As you mentioned yeah, in the group chat. When I saw that text. Blowing the whistle. The ball is hitting its peak and you are not going to see it. <laughs> I'm not going to see much of it. Um, 13 youth Basketball games officiated on Sunday. First game started at nine. Last game started at seven. Oh my god, that's a lot. Yeah. Also, having Saturday, you couldn't have been that busy because you were active. I wasn't. Bu- I moved my schedule around on Saturday just so I could watch the Michigan Penn State game. Turned out it was a dud. Um, but we'll get to that. So that was good for uh, terrible. Well, depends on who you're cheering for. Um, and then I did all my chores and whatnot, errands, uh, during the 3.30 slate. Oh, Evan, you grocery shopped big time, full-on grocery shop? I did not because I'm going to be gone the entire week, Nick, this week, and next the following week's Thanksgiving, so I haven't, didn't really buy much. It's disappointing. I'm looking forward to hearing Is Deer Camp this week? Shop. Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow night. Right. Electric. Do you know why Deer Camp is placed when it is? Uh, deer season. What deer season? Yeah, when does that start and what kind of season? Gun deer season. (laughs) Which is what day? Tomorrow. Oh! Always November 15th. Opening day of gun season in the state of Michigan. I know listener Cody with a K would always take off first hour. (laughs) Yes. I wonder if people like hunt a lot here. I also yeah. don't know. If I think the they do. The same. It's like I don't think it is. Deer, deer season. Joe Rogan lives down there. Like Indiana, because I was in Indiana what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it was completely different than Michigan. Yeah, I think it's different. 
Also, the deer in Texas are pretty small. Yeah. Body-wise, they're a lot bigger. Well, because they're not – not all of them are whitetail. That's why. Correct. Um, however, oh, so I did that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, officiated. And then uh, today was first day of uh, Michigan high school boys uh, basketball season kicked off. So first day of tryouts. Coach? Yes. For what? I'm, it's hard to JV and varsity. A lot of coaching. So. JV and varsity, Alex. So you Webster's still there? Yes, Webster's still there. He's varsity head coach. When I see varsity, it's a loose lead statement. I help with like game day stuff. But JV coach. JV full-time, JV full-time assistant coach. Paid dollars for this? Paid. Alex, I don't do anything for free. Other than that, that is the exciting thing. I realized how much stuff I really don't have and how much crap I don't need in my life. Because moving sucks. Um, You guys moved way more. And I just thought about you guys the entire time while I was moving. It was like, I hate doing this. And I just had to drive like 10 minutes to move to my new location where you guys were moving like across the country. I was like, I can't imagine. You pack. I also realized I have way too many clothes. Dude, I looked in my I don't have enough storage for it right now. So it's half of my clothes are just laying on the floor still because I don't have enough storage yet. I wear 10% of my clothing. Maybe. (laughs) Same. Or 10%. Get new clothes throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. I just wear all the new stuff, and then that old yep. stuff just rots. <laughs> it just doesn't get worn. I have so much. Also, I've been um, the basketball team I played on last year got an opening. Can't play. Yes, I've already been in contract negotiations with the I was new. Say uh, your uh, your roommate is on the team. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. Got a, got a free ride. Carpool. Evan, you could do the thing that I don't think Alex did. You could do the box thing where you keep everything in a box. And if you don't use it, then you throw it away. I think I'm, I'm thinking about doing the hanger trick that people like tend to do. That What's like that? you turn all your hangers, you know how you put them on. So like the hook, mm. so you have the bar, the hook is facing this way. You turn all your hangers around opposite mm. direction. So the ones that you never use are facing the wrong direction by the end of the year. And you get rid of those shirts. I like that a lot. My closet in Birmingham only allowed for me to put them the other way. What the? F- what kind of closet did you have? So it was like uh, it had like a cover like this, and then the hook would be on this side. You could still put them the other way. It would way. only go this way. You can't go this way because it doesn't hook to anything. But you could flip this. it horizontally on it. Just axis. this. Just this only. Can Can you imagine? You can't hook to this because it's just a wall. Yeah. But here, there's a hook on the inside of here. <laughs> this making sense? Yeah. No, not really. But you could flip it. You could flip it so once, like, just facing that way. That's how mine is here, where like, you like, can face that way. And that All I know is I would be throwing away 95% of my wardrobe. <laughs> I, I would. And I don't think I want to throw it away because a lot of the clothes is, like, still nice. I'm going to be selling them on, like, Facebook Marketplace for, like, $4. I would do that. I just don't have the effort, time. Like, I just don't want to go through that process. I threw out a bunch of clothes too before I came. I didn't throw them out. My, I like just gave them to my parents and said, "Deal with this and take care of it if you want them." <laughs> my accumulation problem is like a first world problem where the different jobs I've had require different dress codes. So I'll oh, like stock up that's on that piece of clothing, and then once like so in New York we had to wear a shirt and tie every day. So I oh, have like I five so shirts. Endless. 
and less like five ties in, in oh. dress pants. So I ha- I still have like those dress shirts. I just don't ever wear them except for like when I have to dress up. But I have too many because I was wearing them every day. Oh, God, and then feel bad for you, Grant. Vikings was fine because it was like they gave me a lot of stuff. But then you're just wearing team merch like every day. And then now a lot I do want merch like, going on. I'm like quarter zip guy. So now I have like five quarter zips. I just wear those every day. It's like, but I still have all the other stuff. So I just have accumulations of things that I just don't. Yeah, but anymore. eventually, Grant, those quarter zips, you're going to be like, oh, I need some new ones because like, oh, these are getting old. And these are all I wear. And then now you'd be like me and you have 26 quarter zips and you still want new ones because you're like, ah, I wear these all the time. Because you always see I something do. shopping. You always see something like, and you'd be like, oh, this, this is nice. A nice quarter zip. Or like Johnny Bravo walks in the office and the new quarter zip. You're like, oh, damn, that's a nice quarter zip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And my next mission is because I like the Lulu pants. I'm just going to start saving something every month until I have five pairs of them. And then that's going to be my pants. I also need new pants bad. And I have a bunch of pants, but they're all shitty. And I don't like them. So I need more. <laughs> and I ripped a pair of pants this week. The zipper. Zipped. Was zipping my <laughs> pants in the bathroom before, right before I was leaving for work. Just ripped them all up. The, like, they just completely ripped off. The zipper just was in my hand. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Quickly for me, November 13th, happy birthday, Lauren. My sister's happy birthday, birthday Lauren. I don't think you listened, but happy birthday. I, I think she does weekly recaps. What is I she, think 22? she's uh, 23, I believe, because I'm 26. Wow. Lauren's old as shit. Yep. So good for her. Hopefully she had a good day. Um, I should address for the people that haven't texted us. We were aware of the Spotify issue. The episode is now up. I don't know what happened with Spotify. I got some stupid email from Podbean, which is our support system. And there's like, ah, maybe try changing your artwork or delete a space in the title. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I did yeah, I'm that. sure that's going to work. Buddy. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. And then eventually it came back. So hopefully it works this week. Um, what did I do? Beautiful weather here, Alex. Weather update Michigan. Sunday was a pristine fall day in Michigan. It was 50 degrees and sunny. So <laughs> and I missed it all. Walk. Missed every day. Every single second of that nice weather, yes. Grant. Missed it. It was oh. fantastic. Weather hasn't been very good here. Oh, hot It's seat. like 60 and rainy. It's kind of gross. And then Saturday night, I did something I haven't done in 15 years. I had Hungry Howies. Dude, no way. Oh. We've been talking about Hungry Howies at work for the last week. <laughs> I was like, is Hungry uh, Howie's a Michigan why? thing? Like, what, is this a national mm. thing? And apparently there's a Hungry Howie's at College Station. And then we got into, um, like, what pizza chains are, like, good and what are not. And for some mm. reason, Little Caesars was ranked number one by them. And I was like, that's absurd because that is cardboard pizza. But We actually just did that at work. I'm curious what you guys think. It was, like, rank these six, and it was Papa – Oh, no, people love Papa Pete, John's too. It was Domino's, uh, Jets, Hungry Howie's, Little Caesars, Pizza Hut, and maybe Papa John's. Maybe we're the, the six. I put Little Caesars just out of spite of Chris Illich. I just immediate six. <laughs> it would be my six. It sucks. And, and also, think, yeah, Chris Illich. I think Domino's is my number one. I said that, Evan, at work, and I got flamed for it. I was yeah, I was Domino's. They're obviously getting the wrong pizzas. Hey, shout out! I Drew. was like in college. I loved those like specials. They're just phenomenal. The specials, Flavor shout crust. out Drew. He gets the pan pizzas. They're, they have different variety of crust, and I think they perfected the pan pizza. Domino's is great. I don't know why people hate it, but 
their stuffed cheese bread is like diabetes in a pan, oh. but it's so good. <laughs> Rating Little Caesars oh, cholesterol. I should say cholesterol <laughs> issue in a pan. Alex, we never told you this, but maybe we did. I forgot, but it was hilarious when we were Evan and I were walking back from the Michigan Michigan State game. We passed Giorgio's. And oh. there was the longest The line. biggest like, crowd I've ever seen in that building. <laughs> like serpentine, three rows out the door, and Evan just going by screaming, you're wasting your time. The pizza stinks. <laughs> but Marissa loves it. Loves, no, it's loves disgusting. It. It's a disgusting place. You know what Marissa loves? <laughs> Ranch. And you know what's a disgusting? Ranch. Yeah. Well, I actually like ranch. Did we talk about ranch as a salad dressing last week on this show? No. Someone told me, like, if you like ranch as a salad dressing, you're basically, like, a serial killer. A child? <laughs> like, of all salad dressings, like, ranch is disgusting to be one. It's so thick. It's like milk um, on a salad. <laughs> I hate that thought. The main ingredient in ranch is mayonnaise. And people wonder why they're not getting skinny on eating salads. Well, you dumped a whole cup of ranch <laughs> on it, and it's buttermilk and mayo. So what do you think? I think the well, they're shoveling a spoonful of ranch into their mouth like, mm, I didn't do it. <laughs> the fact that people the think they get skinny from just eating a salad is the part that's the most just With ranch. Dude, I'm eating healthy. I'm having a salad. Well, what'd you put on that salad? Is there squirting ranch salad on top with of ranch. it? I got, a, I got a Mountain Dew I'm drinking with it. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, guys. It's a diet. Dressings are terrible. Like, if you ever looked at, like, even just Italian dressing. Dude, all salad dressing are really bad It's just a bunch of oils. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get those, uh, Um, that one brand. I don't remember what it's called. There's a brand that's, like, zero. uh, Something, something, something. The dude. It's a black dude. G. Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. G. Hughes. Sugar-free, like, barbecue everything. Um... My last thing was this is more to us, but fantasy football got crazy this week. No, oh, future- you just started buying players. <laughs> I, can, I, I just need to say one thing. If I did what Grant did, first of all, I got four vetoes for my trade. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, um, and then I think Brad just vetoed just a veto, but Hunter was going to veto your trades no matter what. There was one reason he's I vetoed what it was. three in a row of mine. Every trade, yeah, he said he's veto. vetoing every single one of your trades because there was one specific reason for it, and I can't remember why. Because I won't accept <laughs> any of his dog shit offers for Travis Kelsey every week that he sends no, me six. There, I don't know. Wow. If it was that. I don't know if it was that. There's something else. I can't remember what it was. It was but crazy. four vetoes. For that, I think it was, and then Grant I bought a player for fifty bucks, and nobody even <laughs> said anything. Oh, I think no, there's a lot of chatter. Yeah, but no vetoes about that. No vetoes, right? Well, I think if my trade would have gone first, I think that it would have gotten vetoes. You, your trade set the precedent of people mortgaging the future, so I think that softened the blow for mine. Mine was twelve bucks. Yours was fifty. And I want it on the record for those in our league. Uh, that trade was already in the works with Cody before yours. That I just accelerated my want to get it done because I saw that go through. I was like, I need to make a move. So I texted. I know the Cody. I saw to this Cody. too. That was a horrendous, <laughs> horrendous trade. And he is going to finish. Why? Next. Because he's he can't so. win with the roster he has. He can't. <laughs> he can't win a game with that roster. I, I said the same thing to Ben that this weekend we were talking about fantasy. Um. And I looked at McCrate's roster 
what Dude, it's Friday morning. I looked at his roster terrible. Friday morning, and the words that came out of my mouth was, this might be the worst fantasy team I've ever seen. <laughs> I wish someone would have And I've had some doozies myself. I had some Cody doozies on myself. draft night proclaimed his team the best team, and that he's like, wow, I really drafted He's well. had some bad luck. He made a bad trade. He's had some bad luck, but. Thank, I'm glad he did. Yeah. He did make that bad trade for me. Extreme dumpster fire calling your team the worst ever is never a good spot to be in. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Your team's really rebounded. He just no, needs I, one I lost this week. I got my ass kicked by Mike Evans. Also, when Grant made that CD Lamb trade, I texted him immediately because I saw the ESPN notification. I said, what the f***? better have been for $50. Because <laughs> I was like, I was going to have to veto a trade. I was actually going to have to. Because I thought that was just pure, straight up McCray giving up, which it was, which is crazy. It's very early to do that, yeah. but he did. He texted me. He's like, honestly, Grant, I'd rather not pay for the dinner than have 350 auction before he did it. So I was like, oh no, he's not going to do it. And I was like, I understand, Cody, because I like would well, he's not paying for the pay for a big dinner. Yes, he, he just needs one week. He needs one week. He's to gonna, it's going to require a miracle. He needs every other team to like sell out like that because his team is awful. Do you just have to win one game in the losers bracket? You just have to win the very final game, the very last game. Right, but he's going to be in that last game because he's going to lose the other. There's three rounds for the. For I think there's three rounds. If he wins his first one, and then loses his second one, he's back in the toilet. Correct. Oh no way! So you can win your first and lose two in a row. Yep. And if you're if you're finishing last, yes, yeah, because he's going to be so so in the shitter. Like he's it's going to come down to one game for him. No matter. Oh, God. Because, yeah, he's probably not going to win two. And whoever's no in that game is probably going to be like, oh, there'd be God. so much pressure. I'm not going to lose this oh. guy. Wow. I don't know. I think, the, I think that game, I think bad. that last place game, if Cody's Might in it, that last place game, game is going to be more watched than the actual championship game. <laughs> There's a decent That's chance. how it was last year, I think, because I was supposed to win on paper and I got dusted by Ben. I did laugh when three, three of like the top four like highest scoring teams all made trades and then cody sent the super teams gif i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> everyone's mortgaging the future and now there's just a bunch <laughs> of super teams oh man funny i'm gonna lose a ricky this week so i didn't even hesitate on 50 i was just like 50 <laughs> 250 next year no be interesting to see everyone who just best, wrote like, you off and said you're gonna be terrible though is completely wrong that's just not true Granted, it can't be, be done. I, I made a roster he for... He had 39 this week. I had a, a roster lot of people for 264. Just hmm. buy well, two. The loser used to, it used to be the loser punishment. I've seen like the loser... I think the loser back. was like 225. It was only 25, though. Oh. That could be wrong. Well, right I probably won't be able to spend up for like a top guy because I'll be screwed, so I'll just have to play it. Do the Ben Boster method. Just ben Boster's method. Just solid... A solid... Floor, low eight guys of... But he was it Evans text was like all this to beat Ben B. I don't <laughs> think his team is is capable of winning, but dude, you never know. I know he because last year his team was the exact same, and everyone was like, no chance Ben Botcher's team wins, and then somehow he did. We should have known should have freaking known that Keenan Allen was gonna be good in Kellen Moore's offense. I mean, Keenan yeah. Allen's always good. And Mike Williams got hurt, so and yeah, Mike Williams got hurt. Um would you guys like to do NFL and Lions or college in Michigan first? I don't care. Whatever you want to talk about first, Grant. I don't really care about Let's Michigan do- anymore. I've exhausted my breath on them. 
let's do NFL. Um, are we NFL week 10 takeaways? Does anyone have a big takeaway or thought or question they want to get out there? Well, I don't know. Are we just talking overall NFL or like, can it be lines? Overall NFL. Overall before lines. I'd like to do no lines right now. Uh, just going to reiterate Evan's point. If whoever put Eagles, Chiefs, and Dolphins on by on the same week is a criminal. I want them. Yeah. I want them gone. <laughs> um, for me, this is like the, this was the week where the witching hour is crazy, and you get. I think we had five walk off kicks. This was like that week in the NFL of the year that you have every year, where it's just chaos at the end. I was, I had multiple like holy shits just to myself watching on the couch of uh, the Browns. They were down thirty one seventeen. When I saw they came tied back, up, that was stunned. blinked. Um, Packers Saints was down to the wire. I know, like the the the, the matchups on paper. Saints. Packers Steelers. Stupid Packers idiot. Steelers. Thank you. Um, Saints, Saints Vikings ended up coming James down to the wire needs a because Jameis is crazy. Watch television. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was one of those weeks where the, the matchups on paper weren't that good because of all the good teams on bye, but the results they produced were riveting down to the wire. Um, speaking of the Vikings, Dobbs 2-0. Guys kind of have a problem in our division. He, they get Justin Jefferson back. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but those two games mm-hmm. – like two weeks ago, we would have been like, oh, Vikings, easy 2-0. No longer feel that way because of his play and how good they've looked as a team. So I mean, I think we need to remember besides the 49ers game, which they had Kirk Cousins, they're not beating like great teams. So I'm not that worried about it. But they, know they have an easy schedule until we play them. So they're going to keep winning. That's pretty simple. But, yeah, not but it's just in terms of going to U.S. Bank – Two weeks ago, you're like, oh, easy win. We're playing Jaron Hall. Now it's like, oh, we could lose that game if Josh Dobbs just does Josh. We can't stop running quarterback, so we probably will lose that game. Well, to say they will probably lose is a little bit of an overstatement and overreaction based mm-hmm. on two Josh Dobbs games, one against the Falcons and one against the Saints. And James Winston was playing in the fourth quarter. Through two interceptions, Derek Carr's already a bad quarterback. We've gone into great detail on that. I'll bet Vikings money line at U.S. Bank easy. We can't stop Justin Jefferson. Okay, you have three hundred yards at Ford Field, and we can't stop running quarterbacks. You have bias. Josh Dobbs is not a yes. lightning rod speed quarterback either. He's mobile. He's the second most rush yards in the NFL as a QB. Alex, so I he's would. mobile, but he's not gonna like scare you. He does not scare me. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Kyler Murray. Second most rush yards as a quarterback. Cool. To say he's not like mobile. I said he's mobile. I said he's not like Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Like you don't have to worry about it that much. He's going to get a couple I think runs. you do. I think you're just biased and you're overreacting. But that's what you do. You're good at that. So that Kyler was- made his return. Speak of the devil. Made his return. Good to see him back. That's your guy, Evan. I feel like you're a Kyler. Not good I am a Kyler guy. He's a loser. I am a He's Kyler exciting, guy. though. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Don't have much to say on the NFL Sunday. So He's roughing. Yeah, Evan didn't see it. I don't really have much. Um, with three of the best teams not playing kind of hurts, and a lot of the teams beat up on inferior opponents. So it's I like the mediocre take. teams were playing each other. Yeah, it was a lot of mediocre. Mm. CJ Stroud is him. And it really doesn't help that the Sunday night game dud. 
Monday night game, dud. So you Dude, every primetime game this year feels terrible. They're just not exciting. This is what Rogers. happens when you pick Rogers. one team and somebody gets hurt. Sucks. Why do they keep putting the Broncos in, <laughs> in every year? They just think they're going to be good. Well, they think the Broncos are... They're up 3 nothing. They beat the they're Chiefs. Well, the, the actual uh, game of... Probably the most exciting game of the day on Sunday. Evan, did you get to see any highlights, or do you have me want to lead us off on thoughts about the Lions game versus the Chargers? I have been watching a crap ton of highlights and doing a little uh, box score watching and um, digging up some stats or whatnot. I was my biggest takeaway was instantly think? was um, hand up. My fault. Defense play like crap because um, I announced Aaron Glenn on last podcast as the defensive uh, MVP. Um, turns out, no, it just um, as we get down the stretch, this defense has excelled, but against inferior quarterbacks and three of the good quarterbacks to pretty good to a solid quarterback. Um, the defense has given up, I think, like 35, 38 and 38 against the Seahawks, Ravens, and Chargers. Granted, mm-hmm. Justin Herber is very, very good. I'm the, I get I'm saying all those quarterbacks slash offenses are very good. The problem with I have is that when you get into the playoffs, like the Lions should make the playoffs, you are not going to face inferior quarterbacks. You are going to face elite quarterbacks. How is this defense going to respond to that? I don't know. Like we have a very bad track record right now. A very bad track record right now going into the second half of the season. What's elite to you? Who's elite to you? I'm just saying elite offenses. Right now, the NFC player faces who are offenses? Yeah, but I mean, outside of the Eagles and Niners, uh, I mean, you could say Dallas, but other than that. It's not like your first game is likely not going to be against some high powered offense. Okay. Well, well, the Seahawks, if we play the Seahawks, we have I don't know why they tries. scored that many points. Their offense has been not very good for the last like four weeks. Okay. But they face us, Alex. The last like four times that they face us, they scored more than 35 points. Agreed. But I don't know. Are you hitting the panic button on the defense? Is that what you're doing? I'm not hitting the panic button. I, mean, I need, I need more answers than. I need more. I have more questions. Than I do have answers for this defense right now. Looking forward towards playoff record because in playoffs you're going to face a solid offense. Granted, can this defense stop solid defense? offenses? Uh, I've decided that I'm giving up on trying to predict what the defense will do, and I'm going to try to live a more in the moment lifestyle reactionary lifestyle where like i just can't i for the life of me i can't figure this defense out i do i have it figured out i i have it figured out but what i figured out is i don't have it figured out if you stay with me here is that he's figured out that he hasn't figured it out like i mean there's a clear weakness on (laughs) the defense like but no but sometimes this defense has looked awesome has looked like a top 10 unit against 
like it flashes and against like bad teams, they look really, really good. All facets of the defense. Like they'll have games where like they have six sacks and it looks like Ali McNeil is getting through and then Hutch is complimenting and Kaminsky's doing his thing and they look really good. And you, we get, come on here and we praise him. Evan Hans, Aaron Glenn gets cute on his answers as MVP. Boom. Mistake. Teed it up. And then they come out and they could, they, I would literally just lay down on the couch and asked to be cuddled because it's like, ah, here comes a touchdown by the Chargers. Please, mom, hold me. (laughs) It's like, we can't do anything. And then I'll pop up on offense. like, all right, we're going to score again. So it's like, I just have have given up on this defense, like trying to predict anything. What I will say, though, Evan and Alex, is that they did do okay against the run. And obviously, maybe the the Chargers could have ran for more if they wanted to. Uh, Maybe they was like, all right, let's just keep throwing. But that could help you against – the Eagles and Niners because those teams do depend on the run a lot. And if you hold them to sub four yards per carry, if you're telling me Brock Purdy has to throw 40 times to beat us in a playoff game, I like our chances significantly more than Herbert throwing 40 times against us. The same with Hertz. Like Hertz probably a little bit scarier because he's, he's better than Purdy, but all the gunslingers are in the AFC. So I do think no gunslingers in the I'm AFC. Un- Except, I'm uneasy about our defense. I'm uneasy about our defense. But my postgame question was like, did you leave this game more uneasy about the defense or more excited about the win? And I'm just a pea brain, so I'm always more excited about the win. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. We'll figure out the defense later. I think Dan Campbell said it best in his – uh, say that. In the, press, in the press conference, Same the clip that I think the Lions tweeted out, he said, never be ashamed or whatever about the win or something along those lines. And we've been saying on the podcast – we should always cherish the wins. It's basically the same thing. They're like, I don't care how you won in the NFL. Alex, you've been pounding the table the last oh, year saying need to listen. anybody can beat anybody and a win's a win. That win was a win. It was on the road. I know we're coming off a bye week, but on the road, Chargers are a solid offense, bad defense. The coach is going to get fired. So I, I'm taking the win. The SOL lines are not uh... – we're not pulling that game out. The gym no. called. I also do not hate pulling that game out. I do hate the outcome of the game that were like instantly a lot of Lions fans started pointing fingers and playing the what if game of like with Dan Campbell. Like, well, what if we didn't get that fourth? Well, game? Grant's been doing that bullshit too every week when he's like, well, what if they would have hit like Evans? There was no what if. That we don't have to play us. the what if games. They didn't happen. The what ifs Correct. didn't happen. That's true. So stop worrying about it. Don't play the what if situation. No, if anything, if anything, it was the it was the bailouts because they're really like there was flashes of like okay defense, and then there was that one drive where it was like five penalties in a row. We had the one of the craziest goal line stand stretches going in this season of football. Eight where plays we were just stuffing the them at the one, stuffed, Eight stuffed, straight, stuffed, plays. and they call a wimpy DPI. That was, was like, terrible. Right, well, that should that not have been seven points. Terrible call. So if anything, it was like you know the what ifs were the other way. Like we we should have won that game. I didn't more. feel like the refs were just not a testament to this team in that game, but it is what it is. Yeah, feel, I mean, the, feel like we had to start had... the game. That little call on uh, Decker. I mean, I know we we yeah, yeah. No, we had to kick a field goal. Like that was like Tony Romo was looking at it. And he was no. like, yeah, I don't know, Jim. Oh I mean, no, he we didn't. The whole time, but did we kick a field goal? No, Jim. Yeah, yeah, we got a field goal on our first drive. It was just like all right. But also, Jim Nance was very clearly just like not for the Lions, and that was bothering me. 
Oh, Tony was I, I, I mean, pounding I, the table for us, and Jim was like just no excitement. Like they're the worst crew of all time. Jim had zero excitement in Jim, his voice the entire game. It was horrendous. <laughs> no, Jim made it up for me with the Montgomery call when he screamed "Showtime." That was goosebumps <laughs> when he yelled "Showtime" when they scored. I was like, "Oh, so that was I sweet. thought sweet." I was like. I was wondering if, like, the volume was messed up for my game. It was, like, no excitement whatsoever. Just terrible. And Tony is so bad. Holy shit, is he bad. When he was, like, losing his mind at the two-minute warning. Oh, Jim, it's the Jim. The Tony. They're going to look at that. There's one second. It's clear. And then they come back from commercial. They show a picture of the one second and the zero. Do you see that, Jim? It's clear. Gene Steratore had to be so nice and like, He's like yeah. No, I mean, Tony, this is tenths of a second. It's pretty close. Like, they're not going to call that. He's like, wow, great for Dan Campbell to know that. Holy shit, Tony. Just um, pipe down. Another question. Do you guys think – that James Houston will change the look of this pass rush because he's our only hope left on the roster to make a difference. It'll help. Mm. It will help. Yes. <laughs> I haven't I know what you're thinking. You can watch the last thing. six games of last year and you I, watch You know what I'm thinking. He can help. Actually, I don't know if you know what I'm thinking. There might be you're thinking that we should have made a young. trade for somebody. And blah, blah, oh, bing, 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 bing. It was a bad week for us, Alex, because they were. I don't know if you saw us, but on like the recap shows, they already saw. nicknamed the new. Uh, they call the Gold Rush now. It looked awesome. Well, and they had six sacks, the, I think, against the Jaguars. Young and Bosa like came in the together gold rush, and, and yeah. caused a fumble. I was like, okay, no, Evan's going to say something about that. Yeah, it was. I had heavy FOMO watching the Gold Rush go to work. It is what it is. <laughs> the guys on our team also need to be better. Just. If you think about it, though, on that D line, there's only two players that are good. Respectfully, to all, respect to all of them. Yeah, McNeil and Hutch are good football players, and the rest are like average at best into the below range. That Okwara hands to the face penalty was so egregious. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> Just smacked yeah, Herbert in the face. <laughs> And then I saw the replay. I was like, oh, I mean, that was warranted. That was he gross. literally just threw his arm up into his mouth. Like, dude, it's a clear rule. I was watching Hutchinson a little bit on Sunday. And yeah, uh, player watch. Mm-hmm. Just single just single it out. Player watch. Don't even ball watch anymore. Just player watch. He did not have a good third quarter, but he did play a better in the fourth quarter. You're dialed into his quarters? Yeah, because I was watching the third. When they started just scoring every single possession in the third quarter, I was like watching Herbert just sit there and play seven on seven. I was like, this is terrible. And so I was like, I got to blame someone, at least in my own head. So then I watched him. And he was not doing literally, he also, like, literally anything. He's getting doubled a lot, which is fine. Or we would rush like three and just sit in coverage and get torched. And it was disheartening, but he, he played well on the goal line at least. Like he made some big pops on the one yard line and did some stuff in the run. He game. finished with three tackles. How many plays did he actually make? Like three. He had some pressures. He stopped the drive on third down with the pressure. Pressures. They forced him to throw it away. The pressure, and then he the pressure shit was sack. incredibly overrated because on um, one of his pressures, he just straight up whiffed on Herbert. And I was like, this he's gonna get a pressure for this, but Herbert like rolled out. 
got past him and then completed for a first down and, and Hutch will get a pressure on a first down. But his one pressure was good because it led to an incompletion that would have been completed. I know, but like if we're going to continue to put this dude in the level we're putting, he has to be better. He has to. Or we're going to... He could use some other people with a pulse around him. I'll say that. Mm. I guess I agree. He needs to be better. I watched Khalil Mack balling out all game and he's like 40. He did he not ball plays. all game, Alex. Did you watch the TikTok I sent? No one on their defense balled okay. out. Ball out was a little extreme, but he made, some, he made some nice plays, and he's old. There's like no one on their defense that's good. He made nice run stops. Respectfully. Uh, Derwin, James. Derwin James could be, but he's addicted to roughing the <laughs> interference. Oh, my God. Also, yards, Tony on the then the final like, field goal. Oh, I thought Derwin was going to get in there. He, he's gonna, so athletic. He jumped over the pile. I thought for sure he was going to block that. So the difference with Quay Walker is you just can't touch a guy. If you don't touch anyone, you're illegal. You but if you touch a guy, contact. it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm. pretty tough to do. If I was an um, offensive lineman, I would just stand up. I think there's something along the lines like you can't hurdle your own guy too. Like I think you have to be like clear or something. You can't leapfrog, maybe. I think so. Something like that. I don't know. My fantasy team's in a torture um, chamber. My only other quick notes are my dad settled the Amonra St. Brown versus Herman Moore debate because I was just curious and I texted him and I said, hey, is Amonra better than Herman Moore? Because he's the other receiver that gets brought up with Calvin. And my dad's like, yep, he's way more versatile than Herman Moore. I was like, all right, settled it. Done. Might be recency bias. I have to watch Herman Moore highlights at some point to do him justice. But I keep saying second best receiver I've ever seen on the Lions. So I feel more comfortable about it now that I got confirmation from someone who was alive for Herman Moore. (laughs) Chris, Chris Turnham. Mike, Mike, Mike Williams. Titus Young. Question for you guys. Answer. Was that, a, and this is overreaction culture, but was that a top three Ben Johnson called game? Well, Ivan didn't watch the whole game start to finish. So he probably doesn't know all the Duffy plays. That's true. I guess Alex then from. I think he had, I think he had the Chargers staff from watching like the highlights in a couple of videos. Oh wow! Wow, I thought um, you just froze. No, that's a touchdown. <laughs> Breath was taken away. I think Corlin Sutton just had one of the greatest all-time. Uh, I, I saw that like moments of 10 all time. seconds ago. I think you're a little behind <laughs> of all time. Um, I think from watching the highlights and the videos, one of them that I sent today, he had the defensive staff for the Chargers in an absolute torture chamber. Just an absolute. They had no idea what to do. They literally had no idea what to do. And I think credit to uh, the front office, the coaching staff, um, the versatility of Sam Laporta. Is on, he is like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. He's that good, like basically already, because he's so versatile. If you put Sam him out down. wide, they put him out wide, you're in 12 personnel and anything like that, two tight ends. You saw the defense are going to go heavy. Okay, we're just going to pass on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go in three wide. Okay, they're going to go in their dime package, nickel package, however you want to say it. Uh, now we're now we're just going to run the ball. But situations like that, I think Ben Johnson's just excelling at it, and just situations against the defense, and, and they don't. It seems like they don't make adjustments. It seems like the Chargers were not making adjustments at all. They probably didn't know how. They're not very good. Well, well, I have to say some coach's defense. Yes, he's defense. He's supposed to be a defensive mastermind. <laughs> he's not very good. He's got to be fired soon. Oh, uh, he's, I don't think he's I need to say something 
directed at Grant and Cody. Oh. Uh, last week or two weeks ago during Monday Night Football, Ben Johnson made a questionable trick play call that was wide open. That would have been a touchdown. Monroe had to throw the ball. Would have been a touchdown. Third and one this week. Um, they do the little fake handoff Brock Wright touchdown. I know for a fact that if that ball was incomplete and it did not happen, you two are texting in the group chat, why wouldn't we round and pound right there, blah, blah, blah. So I just want to know you guys to know specifically that you can't have both. You you need to stick to your guns and go one way or the other. But there, the, he makes risky calls every game, and when they work, you don't even act like he did anything wrong. You're talking about how he just had called the greatest game of his life. <laughs> but <laughs> but when he does call a play and the players don't execute it and it didn't work, it's like, holy shit, what the Ben Johnson doing? He's going to be here another year. He just lost his head coaching job. I'm just so sick of you guys just doing this double standard all the time. It's ridiculous. Just give me a second. I don't know where the plays. Also, be at, when when they I, ran it on fourth and five or whatever for the first down, fourth I know five. for a fact you guys would be like, "What the? Fuck? Why'd we run that?" If little insert, little insert, little fan fan pull around insert, man. You'd be like, "What? Well, why'd we run the ball? Why wouldn't we throw it? It was fourth and five. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, just, that was definitely riskier. <laughs> Doing it, <laughs> uh, but like it, uh, you just gotta trust Ben. But you can't you can't shit on him when it doesn't work and praise him when it does. Like he's he's not changed. Right. He hasn't changed. He does this every game. All right. Difference though, the differences in that is one. Um, I looked back. It was second second and one at the Las Vegas seven. So even even in both cases, do it. In both cases, you have chances to um, continue to. Get it if it goes wrong. The only difference though is like the risk reward of that. You're you're still you're still having your quarterback throw the ball, and you're still asking a tight end to make the tight end catch. And it wasn't that crazy of a play. It's a tight end pop pass from sixth grade. No, football. but like they it's could just, easily the just ran it one yard and got a first down, and which is like exactly what you wanted them to do two weeks ago. You wanted them to run the ball. Yeah, but trick play. But the, it didn't work. The floor, the floor of that play is uh, not as low as the Amon Ra pass back um, running five yards behind the last scrimmage play. Like the floor of that play is Jared throws it away. The Amon could have done the same thing. He could not have thrown the ball but away. He's a wide out. He can't. He did not see the snap. He can't throw the ball away. But either way, Grant, he's one of the best. He's like the – arguably the best player on our team. And obviously you or I would trust a monitor to make the right play. He's not an idiot. Yeah. It's also game flow too. I mean, we could do whatever we want against the chargers. And I, I feel mean, that like that was Raiders, like we balls deep in that game. You could have easily just played it safe and got a first down and then went three plays at a touchdown. The only difference is like, I just want you to admit game, that in, yes, there's there's bias. When Ben Johnson's no, plays work, just, he's the greatest offensive coordinator ever. When they don't, you're like, oh, why? No, because a play action pop pass is not a screen backwards lateral. It was open to throw a touchdown. It it was wide open. He just had to throw the football. But it's all it's all about putting the right guys in a position to succeed. And clearly, I'm The lights are too bright. They put the okay. They put the ball in Penny Sewell's hands against Minnesota. They threw a pass to him and completed a first down on third down. And you thought that was the greatest thing ever. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, Ben Johnson is the best offensive coordinator in this league." Penny I drops that like live. 
live that my my stomach turned over when i saw they were doing that like i was like i don't know if that like if we had to do that to get the two yards i, like, I can it was guarantee like, <laughs> you did not come on this podcast to follow me like wow that was a risky play call by ben i don't i don't like it you never said that i think i said it was i'm pretty sure i would have been like that was an insane play call not like awesome. necessarily in the best way too like there was a crazy play call just saying ben does this shit every week and when it doesn't work you guys are awfully vocal about it and when it does you crown him the greatest offensive coordinator we've ever had so yeah so we might lose him now. i wasn't saying this yeah, week we this, this week we're losing him <laughs> next week when we put up 20 against chicago he's staying but that wasn't even the play i'm referring to. there were so many other there's just a million times where this type of stuff word. happens and you guys just he's the greatest or he's the worst there's no in between with you guys it's just ridiculous. that's not true it's not even he's, you're not as really extreme good. as that but like Someone else is Cody, and I know you're listening to this. No, I feel like I was. I was. Most you were vocal about the, the Raiders, and I was not happy about that. You're just doing my guy Ben dirty. Um, it wasn't fair. Jamison Williams quietly had a very nice game. What? I think there should be a new rule. Two catches. The Jamison Williams rule for every sick downfield block he throws, he's allowed to drop a pass. No, you can't drop passes as an yeah. NFL wide receiver. I don't know. Those blocks are pretty CBS said we have the most drops in the NFL or second second most in the NFL. That's disgusting. It's got to be second after this Bills performance they're putting on today. <laughs> this <laughs> game Davis dropping seat. passes. Yeah, he dropped a pass and it led to an interception. He's, he's not even game targeted. Alex, I mean, saying right through the hand. If I lose like, two games in a row in fantasy football by like less than 10 points because Gabe Davis keeps blowing it for me, I'm going to be mad. Fire sale. No, there's no fire, fire sale. sale. My whole team's on by this I week. Can't, I can't believe you took Gabe Davis. I tried to trade for Diggs the minute Wilkins got him because I thought maybe he's not attached to him. And he's like, I appreciate the effort, but I want to see like him and Brown play. And then I was like, oh, I feared you want to get rid of Bill's receiver. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try to get rid of Gabe Davis. I was like, yeah, I have no interest in him. <laughs> I mean, I traded peanuts for Gabe Davis. So I just thought, you know, he has a decent ceiling. Low floor, though, let me tell you. <laughs> um, no, but Jamo's catches, no joke. They were, like, not easy catches. So it was good to see He had one him. catch. Um, two? two. And should have been three for a touchdown. He should have had a touchdown. That wasn't a pass. It was an end, yeah, it was. It was an end around. But the one he had, like, on a comeback, and he had to dive to the ground. To get, oh, I, it was a drag route was across a the catch. field, and he had to dive to get it. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think we're trending up. I hope so. He should be figuring it out at some point. He's good across the middle, and he's uh, not on slants, on, like, drags, curling drag routes. And he cannot catch an 80-mile-an-hour fastball from Jared Goff. He can't catch that. No slants, he'll no never, slants. He'll never catch No hitches, really. No, yeah. He would be Kadarius Tony in the Chiefs offense. Just drop, 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 <laughs> drop, drop. And then last but not least, guys, is, do you have any concern with Dan Campbell being a candidate for the Texas A&M job? I, I literally <laughs> I saw that Sunday afternoon. I instantly got pissed. I was like, the just the absolute <laughs> stupidity of people thinking, well, he did play there. He is the head coach he said in interest. the National Football League. The first thing I you said know what's to the easier? Texas A&M guy this morning was that don't even ask me about that because it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's like, pretty oh, easy to coach a roster that is given to you instead of flying around the country trying to convince kids 
that our school is better than the other five-star schools. Colton Pouncey said it best. He's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to leave a successful NFL team that's 7-2 and two to go finish fourth in the SEC West every year? <laughs> so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They'd probably pay him more. All right. Oh, God, they would give him. I laughed it off, too. They would have to give him like a gajillion dollars. They would give him like 14 to $15 million. Alumni. I don't think Dan would ever even remotely consider that. I'd never recover if he left for that. I would hate him. I would never recover. I would hate him if he did. It'd be so stupid. He'd leave the pinnacle of the sport to go coach Texas A&M. Yeah. I don't think he's attached to Texas A&M like some people are, like to their alma mater. I don't yeah, think he never talks yeah, about it. He never wears anything. Yeah. You never see him at any of the games or anything yeah. like that. No. I mean, I think the, anybody that makes it to the NFL and is a successful head coach doesn't dip out for college. <laughs> It's just not how it works. Call. They don't do that. Yeah. They go back right. to college after they fizzle out they in fail. the NFL. That's when what you they do. Fail in yes. the NFL, you go back to the then you can go to that's college. What college football is RTF baby. And no one RTF wants to recruit. Flag. Jesus, recruiting sucks. No one ever no. wants to do that. Connor Stallions would leave a successful NFL job to be the Michigan coach. <laughs> Let's just go one week without talking about him. He should be in the asylum. <laughs> he should. Let's get into college football. Big picture, no Michigan in this. From yes or no for you guys to start this segment right now. Yes or no. yes, Georgia Does will three P make the playoff. Oh, you- my bad. <laughs> Does oh. Texas make the playoff? No. Oh, Evan, that hurts. Oh, my bad. They fizzle. No. They lose. Dalton Kincaid, Grant. Ouch. Um, did he score? Yeah, touchdown. I had him anytime touchdown score. Boom, cash that ticket. Um, cash catch on that. I just already. don't think because I think the I think other people are gonna ah shit, dude. They're gonna want money. I, I honestly think it's what are you talking about? I don't, I'm trying to I, I I have this thing where I'm about to say something, then I think of something else, and I'm like, well, you no, think no, the college that's not football possible. playoff just cares about money, and you so you think if Texas is close, they'll want to bring in. Oh, why do you think Ohio State got in over TCU? Well, because they're better and they won the national championship. Oh, so you're not even saying that Texas, you think Texas is going to lose, Evan? You think one loss Texas will miss? No, I think one loss Texas would make it. They would have to lose. Are you just asking straight up, is Texas going to make the playoff? Like, I have to predict. Yeah, that's what he's asking. Yeah, just yes or no. Like, your gut feel, is that team going to make it? Because they've been skating a tightrope. No. I think right now. In the third and fourth quarter. No. Right now. Oregon is a top four team in the country right now. Right now. Alabama's playing as a top five, top six team in the country right top now. Four. Easy. Mm, I don't know about that, Alex. No, Texas will not make the playoff. Grant, you're in. And so my, my thing is, like, okay, if Texas is one lost Big 12 champion, then you're going to have to compare them to a one loss. Uh, Oregon or Washington. Bama. Oregon or Washington. So, no. It, it just, it's one of those things where Texas's brand it would get them into the playoff, and there's no other way around it. They're not making the, t- they're not going to go mm-hmm. 11 and 1 or 12 and 1. They're not going to. They're going to lose a game. I think they miss because they lose. I, I think if they do stay one loss, I think they'll have a good shot because. If they stay one loss, I think they have a very mm-hmm. good shot because. Well, they better hope that Alabama doesn't beat Georgia. You, they need to go straight chalk, and you better hope Washington beats Oregon. Then they'll definitely. 
Yeah. And to that point, King Davis, King Davis. two point conversion <laughs> live. Oh, okay. two points. That's huge, Grant. I was in a tied match. Um, these two points I have go together, and then I'll tee up the last point um, of big picture. But for me, at least this weekend on paper could have been that classic college football weekend where it's not the premier matchups, but there's these like little pesky matchups where maybe someone springs an upset, and we just didn't get didn't that get this it. We did not get so, it. So didn't get it. <laughs> Haven't gotten it all year, and this is what's shaping up to be. Like, people talk about the 12-team playoff. Just buckle up because these next three weeks and four weeks are the 12-team playoff just in regular season form because I pulled comparisons from last year and this year. So, last year at this time, week 12, entering week 12 of college football, there was only four undefeated teams, and those two, Michigan and Ohio State, had to play each other still. And then you had one loss Tennessee, you had one loss USC, one loss Clemson, who wasn't very good, and then two loss LSU and two loss Alabama. So bear with me. So we had four undefeateds, a smattering of one loss teams, a couple two loss teams in the top 10. This year, you have five undefeateds remaining, and then you have four one-loss teams right behind them. And three of them, I would say, are pretty significant one-loss teams in Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. And then you have Louisville, who still only has one loss, but they're not. They're uh, out. Not, not out. They can easily just win not the out, ACC. But, not out, but if they win the if ACC, you, if they're they make the playoff, it. I will do something. Yeah, I will do something drastic. If Louisville they goes 12-1 and, and, and all those teams lose, they're going to make the playoff. Well, works. not all those teams are going to lose. Uh, easily. Alex, if Louisville can, makes the playoff, I can give you a scenario crazy. where Louisville makes it <laughs> on the spot. Easy. Sure, I bet you can't, but it won't happen. George Ohio State has a... <laughs> Alabama loses to Auburn. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, so although they all have two losses because Peyton Thorne, the best quarterback of the country. No, Georgia would only have one loss. Oregon. So they'd go. Washington loses to Oregon State this week. Oregon loses to Oregon State next week. Dead. Pac-12 dead. Yeah, you're doing a bunch of what ifs. No, it? Washington would Washington yeah. would still go because they'd win the Pac-12. With no, no, they just and then one Washington loss. loses in the Pac-12 championship to Oregon State, and then Oregon State's the Pac-12 champion with two losses. Holy Oregon shit! Craziness. Yeah, we were talking about something that's just not going to happen. Well, I'm just saying there's a, there is a possibility of how this would happen. The po- the, Alex, the possibility of Louisville winning one game. It, you just. Threw a wrench in this, Alex. <laughs> Just saying, it could happen. Louisville's dead. The point was Louisville's not Louisville's a not a dead. They only have one. Alex, loss. Ohio State would get in. Michigan would get in with one loss over a Louisville ACC. There are, those I already accounted for the Big Ten. The Big Ten's already in. And Georgia, one no, loss because they're going to lose this weekend. He said that they're going to lose this weekend, and Alabama's going to lose to Auburn, and then Alabama's going to beat Georgia. Georgia. Who's Georgia losing to this weekend? Tennessee at Tennessee. Um, no chance, All right, Joe fine. Milton. Joe Milton beats Georgia. I'll do something. No, I can Missouri. Even if, even if you put Georgia in, Michigan or Ohio State in, and one other team that you want. You turn this into a Louisville. I could still find a million <laughs> scenarios of how Louisville could get in because a bunch of other teams lose. The Pac-12 That's can still be fine. Pac-12 can easily play themselves <laughs> out of it because they all have to play each other the last two weeks. This <laughs> is not the point. Just Alex. saying, they're <laughs> not even the point. I was trying. College to... football chaos. All right, you know what? Always. Alex, I think I think you're actually I'll... you're actually helping Grant and I's case because how much chaos it's very is Louisville's not getting in. But 
like you guys said, there has been not enough chaos this year. And then one week, it's going to happen. We're just absolutely it's banana not gonna shit's going to happen. Not going to happen. Just look you back to that Alex, crazy fine. year, Evan. For the sake of this argument, Jeff Brown is going to win the trophy this year. Alex, 2007 <laughs> was chaos from the kickoff of the season. Yeah, the last two weeks were crazy. From the, from the absolute first kickoff, Alex. This year has not been chaos. That's why it's going to come. USC was a lock for the playoff last year, and they blew it, and they lost. Teams stink. Teams what is Their asses start to get tight. What is really shaping up is like it truly is a nine or ten team playoff taking place because of those nine teams that I listed off, they all have to play each other in some capacity except for Texas. So every team in that list will have to play each other. Another reason why Louisville could somehow find their way in. Just beat up on each other. Louisville just sneaks <laughs> in the back door. You still Louisville still has to beat Florida State. Yes. Agreed. And you're also would, not considering I that Louisville has the at, worst loss compared to everybody we are talking about. Yeah, I would put this the worst loss. One of the worst losses in college football. One percent. All I'm saying is not zero. Who did Louisville lose? They lost to Pitt. <laughs> Who's two and seven right uh, now? Listen, they got Narduzzi. Louisville's not going to make it, and I want to make that clear. But I'm just saying, you can't just say there's a zero percent chance because there's not. There's a zero percent chance. And the takeaway that the listener should have is that it's going to take a lot of chaos. Is that no? This year is just top heavy in the sport compared to last Louisville year. Included, this is a very yes. top heavy year. It's been really chalk. <laughs> um, and the last thing, looking ahead, because there wasn't ton nationally from this week, is that Evan. <laughs> Are you going to Corvallis this weekend? No, you're at Deer Camp. But will you be watching Corvallis? I'm going to have to be. The ge- game of the week. I was, the game of the well, week. I was watching happens. the end of the Utah-Washington game, and they sprinkled that in at the end saying, ooh, and Washington has to go to Corvallis next weekend. And I perked up. I got excited. Top 10 matchup it will be after and tomorrow. Also, 62 points. They will be top 10. Well, that was Stanford. My beefs. My beefs. And my quarterback, DJ. And oh, not God, only that, Evan, but that's your head coach. Your head coach is in <laughs> ABC because that he doesn't want to leave. That, is... that man is coaching in East Lansing next year. Nah. Wow. It's Brian Hartline. breaking. <laughs> They're not even interviewing him. No, I, I actually did the interview for Alan Haller. He, he sold me. It was a lot. Jonathan Smith, head coach, Michigan State University, Jonathan leaving his alma mater in Oregon State. They don't have a conference. I mean, really, besides that game, there's not much on. Um, of significance, Evans Mike's doing that sound again. Is it really? But it always goes away. It's done um, like six times. But yeah, it but just it goes away like really fast. Don't touch anything, Evan. It's fine. It's just fast. Um, to be honest, like next week, it's not. I wouldn't say apple picking season, but there's not a ton outside a of that cold one game that. that is sparking my interest. I think Georgia will destroy Tennessee because of Joe Milton. Like I said, I agree. But Tennessee got by Missouri this week. But that could be a dead dog spot for Tennessee. They bounce off the mat and they make it close. And if, Joe, if there's anything about Georgia that they cannot defend well, it's a running quarterback, and maybe Joe stretches out those legs. Well, I thought Georgia would bulldoze slightly this. struggle. I thought they'd win last week, and they just absolutely they struggled the first two possessions. Murdered the they, lane train after Grant tried to like make a statement that Georgia wasn't that great. Wrong. No, I just I asked last week is it the Georgia Invitational because it feels you like said that. last week this weekend it seems significant that Brock Bowers is out and then they absolutely punished Ole Miss the rest of the game. Oh, you didn't read. I said it seems significant that Brock Bowers is playing football again. He's playing. 
Yeah, he scored he's a playing. touchdown. He's back from his hairline fracture. Holy shit. Four weeks. That is significant. Alex, Alex, Alex did you not I, read I, the text? Like, the best college football player's back. Shooting the key. Like, I, I, I got excited. Yes. Like, they're back. I thought Grant said it's significant he's not playing because I didn't read the full text. And then I thought you said it's he's the best college football player. I didn't know that you said he's back. I just, like, missed the no. last two words of each each text. Because I feel like his return was so quiet and kept secret. Yeah, considering I didn't even know again. he was playing, yes, I would say that is accurate. He did the Tua Tagovailoa ankle uh, uh, tightrope ankle surgery. He's just back. Came wasn't on a TV in the bar. That's disgusting. It was on one TV. That's wild. It was on. So I couldn't. It was CBS. It was CBS Nike. It was not CBS. It was uh, ESPN seven yeah. o'clock. Grant Kirk CBS gets no. one SEC night game a year, and it's Alabama. Was on, there was a CBS triple header. It was not that game. CBS did not have a triple header. They have one Fox SEC had a night game header. a year. Fox One. had a triple. It was the Every ESPN. Year. Kirk, Kirk's dog was laying around on the grass during yeah, the pregame. That's what got me excited. Or it was ESPN. Oh, uh, you're right. It was ESPN. You're right. At seven. Because ABC doesn't get SEC games. ABC had a triple header. I feel like there was a CBS night game. There isn't a CBS night game for SEC football, except Alabama and LSU, ever. Okay, I was going to say, I know that one was CBS. That's the only one every year. Are you listening? Damn. The Big Ten gets the CBS night slot now. What was I watching on CBS, though? Uh, Oh, my God. Maybe I wasn't. NCIS. Oregon State (laughs) is two-point favorites. What? Yes. Oregon State's two-point favorites. That's our head coach, Evan. Washington's not looked – Washington has looked very beatable. I'll say that. That's our head coach. Until they have a month off and they're healthy for the playoff game, Grant. Oh, Evan. Our, yeah, we'll get there when we get there, Evan. They may not be in it's it. It's a shame. They, Jonathan Smith is going to leave you, According to Alex Grant, Michigan will be playing Louisville. So, congrats on the win. Oh, my God. That Championship so rematch. <laughs> Jeff Brom. Facing no, Michigan we again. wouldn't be the one seed. Georgia would be the one seed. And let's say lose to Alabama. Jeff Brom gets a redemption against. Um, all right. Let's get into Michigan's football season finally starting. <laughs> I have some questions for you guys. I don't know where you want me to start. I'm sure you guys have some jokes to get off. Uh, it seemed like everyone was having their expense at the Wolverines. Um, the funniest thing about this whole weekend is fine. you saying you got goosebumps from his speech after the game, and that was the most dream dramatic thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's it's caught in the it's moment, top Alex. level. It's caught in the you, moment. You cannot seriously think him pretending that they're victims and then crying for his coach that was 15 minutes away in a hotel room. <laughs> I mean, that is the most ridiculous thing. If if any other school in the world did that, Grant, you would be flaming them. Flaming them. But you got goosebumps. I don't think so. Oh, please. Grant. Grant. You, you cried about Ryan Day and the Lou Holtz stuff. This is worse. This is more, more ridiculous. No, because it wasn't like – I feel like it was a more wholesome, wholesome? moment. It wasn't him like calling Pretending out. Pretending to be the victims from cheating is wholesome? No, like let's, let's – Acting like a guy's dead that, and he's five minutes away in no, a hotel throw room? Throw that aside. No, you can't throw what that I'm aside. Is That's like, what it's about. No, because like put put yourself in Sharon Moore's shoes. I like This I is never do my that. thoughts that I've been having the weekend of – the weekend of this this – chaos that was friday on the soap opera that it all turned into is like we have to remind ourselves as fans 
that sports is not reality. Like people use sports as metaphors for life, but like in sports, I, I had this thought in my head. Remember the remember after Georgia won the national title last year, and they interviewed Nolan Smith in street clothes, and he was like, "All oh, you that said we were going to be seven and five, look what we proved you." And we all laughed at him, like, "What are you talking about?" But it clicked in me that moment that like in sports. You literally, as a team, just have to grasp for straws to make yourself feel like a victim or feel like people are against you in some way. And for Michigan, as much as like you can laugh at the fact that they inflicted this own adversity on themselves because they did it to themselves, like they have to use this as a galvanizing force. And you have like that's just what sports is. It doesn't make sense. It's not. It doesn't. It's not real life. Like you just have to internalize it and make yourself pissed off because you have to have an edge in competition like this. So with that as the backdrop of how I'm viewing this, imagine the pressure, though, that Sharon Moore felt going into that game, like peeing down his leg, lack of a better term, how nervous you had to feel like the, all eyes are on you. You're the head coach. You are you were an offensive line coach. How many offensive line coach actually get to become an OC in, in sports? Typically, it's always a skill position coach, quarterback coach. So he probably owes a lot to Harbaugh for being a sicko when it comes to running the football. I'm like, oh, I'll make my O-line coach the OC. That's a huge bump in itself. And like, if you lose that game, you lose all sense of controlling your own destiny in the sport. Like you have to rely on the Big Ten West to be the tiebreaker for you. So I feel like he had a lot of pressure on himself through that game. And yeah, like the crying, like it was, it was ugly crying, but that's just how he was in the moment. I understand. Yes. I, I totally get why people are making fun of it. I totally get it. I'm just saying as a fan of the team who also like, you just have to take all the crap coming at you for cheating, but you start to like, just rally around the team playing on the field. I was like, that was, I felt happy for him in that moment in, in a weird twisted way, but that's like kind of what sports are. I mean, I think you said it. Formulated. Well, I totally understand what you're saying. It's not going to take away from the fact that Michigan blatantly cheated and then now are pretending that they're the victims and all this. And Jim also in his presser today basically echoed the same thing that they're like victims and they're now America's team, blah, 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 whatever he said. I don't really care. Not my problem. Don't care. Not going to get into it this week. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's a little like – I, I get it. You have to spin it in whatever way is possible. But, like, the dude started bawling his eyes out, saying that's my, like, it's like T.O. level. That's my coach. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, like, awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Dude, I, I know, like, I know in your head in this moment, you're like, oh, yeah, it's only because it's not only because it's Michigan, blah, blah, blah. I would feel this way about anyone. If it was anybody, any any other coach, any other team, all the same circumstances, you would 1,000% be like, what the f***? You just would. A little over the top, no doubt. No, if you put but- all all of it and it was a different team, if let's just completely make this as difficult as possible for you. This entire thing is Ohio State. And then Ohio mm-hmm. State, Brian Harline, who Hartline. after you watched, you know, do his little pump up speech, which you make fun of all the time, by the way. Mm-hmm. You mention it quite a bit. You watch Brian Harline after beating Penn State, <laughs> not Alabama, not some like just massively awesome team. Like we all know Penn State's not, I mean, they're a good football team. They have a good defense. Their offense is garbage, regardless. 
Brian Hartline steps up. He starts saying that he's a victim. Blah, blah, blah. Coach Jim Harbaugh is his, or Ryan Day is his guy who you just hate Ryan Day to begin with as well. I will. I don't want to cut you off, but he never. No, Trump he did didn't. not say no, we are no. victims in his thing. He just said he loved Jim yeah. Harbaugh. It's all yes, he said. I'm more so talking about Jimmy's comments today, but that's not the same thing. So you're right. But either way, Brian Harline does that and just crying how much he loves Ryan Day. You're not going to come on this podcast and tell me exactly what you just said. No, you're going to come on here and you're going to tell me that they're absolute losers, blah, blah, blah. And then blah, blah. Evan will try to like say that it's a rallying cry probably because Evan's like closet Ohio State guy. And then because – well, and he loves Brian Hartline. So he'll he'll definitely buy Hartline. <laughs> and then – but I'm just saying like, yes, you're full – you are entitled to whatever you think. But you are fully biased in this. Just like me saying last week I was not biased about Jim Harbaugh, which I totally am. You are fully biased in this situation. You would never think this is cool if it was another team, especially if it was Ohio State. You would be laughing. You'd probably be angry about yeah. it if anything. I would certainly, I would certainly make jokes. Like I thought the screenshots you took and sent—that's funny. Like I get it; it's an ugly cry face. I totally get that. It just helps there. that it was an ugly cry. I, I do, I do think I would still have in the back of my head though that I understand now. As, that Georgia clip when he was like seven and five. He's I, a player. Really though. Me, this is a grown ass adult. But and and it's not just makeup for these adults. They're, they're getting paid. This is their profession full on like this is their but livelihood teams will just like i've learned teams will just make up whatever yes, they can they do, do like that. michael jordan made up stories about people talking crap to him that but didn't michael jordan didn't come on tv him, and start so. crying about how much he loves his coach like yes all of the stuff you're saying is fine but like it's 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 pretty dramatic start crying and acting like your coach is dead because it's clearly not the case yeah. and i think you would think it's that also anywhere, too like anywhere else and it's also just the guy. Like if they had interviewed Jesse Minter, probably not crying and saying the same thing. It might just be that's who Sharon Moore is in a way, which is you're also for Fox. They got to ran with so invested in this team and everything around it that's happened. Like you're you're practically like have the same emotion level as these people too. So like oh, of course I'm in the hundred <laughs> percent. I'm in the bunker. I was thinking about today. Like it's it's like World War II that I wasn't alive for. I'm in like the artillery bunker, just surrounded because the only people I could even talk to that remotely will like entertain any sort of conversation is other Michigan fans. Because any other person I try to talk to, it was like, yeah, f- them. They deserved like the death penalty. It's like, all right, like there's no middle ground here that I'm just in the bunker with my hard hat on trying to get through this so I can come out the other the side. The problem is that everyone, you have us on the one side who can, we're completely over dramatic about it probably. And then you guys on the other side, just completely dramatic about it. So we're just all riding the extreme. We're basically just the United States at this point. We're just riding the extremes and then we need to find some people in the middle. <laughs> And I was talking to Marissa about it on Saturday morning because she like not no I'm trying to explain it like pretty down the middle like just saying this is what one side thinks this is what the other thinks and then she's like oh okay I see we get to the game and Fox is just blowing it out of the water like they let it like Gus Johnson like, dude yeah, Gus Johnson said just thirty times because they were all out Jim Harbaugh like, dude it's the fourth quarter <laughs> Gus we know we know he's not there. And then Mar- Marissa, Marissa's like, oh, this is just making me hate Michigan even more. Like the fact they keep making it seem like it's such a big deal. I'm like, well, that's not Michigan's fault. That is because it gets clicks in every well, media it is outlet. Michigan's is fault. It is with Michigan's fault because, because Michigan is the media. No, well, <laughs> it's a joke. I'm saying it's the Michigan's fault the media, because they did it to the themselves. The media. 
because they cheated. Yes, but the media part of just making this even insane. And the Big Ten, also their fault for adding the layer of how they did it on Friday, just added this crazy storm around it that didn't have to exist. And again, if this was Purdue, this Paul Feinbaum's not on ESPN talking about Purdue. But football. I don't think that's even matters, like it's just. I mean, because it, we talked about that. Like it does. It's Michigan. That's saying why the it reason we're so sick of it. Yes, we're so sick of it even more because the media is just making it seem like it's the most serious thing of all time. I mean, well, you I don't agree. really get like, it's, major it's scandals in college football with major programs. You usually don't get that. That's why. While the team is very good. I think we do. You don't not, get that many maybe scandals. Not field. I have one question for you. But off field, like Penn State was the same level. Of I understand. I'm saying that, but I'm saying, okay, we're talking. That okay, Penn State Urban was very, was Zach very, Smith. very bad. Zach Smith, he did a sit down with Tom Rinaldi and like was like, I'm a changed man. Well, that guy was also like, <laughs> like that guy's borderline Connor Stallions, like psychopath yeah. level. And like did actual like. Yeah. But the, those crimes. two I remember vividly were like, those Urban, are like Urban got suspended full on going to prison. And he crimes, had Grant, Michigan, no one's going to jail. But this is being retreated with the same level of like – like Sort of. Like, but like maybe that has 10. to do with like the fact that we just talked about how there's just not a lot of chaos going on in college football. It's kind of boring. I think that's a big, that's a good point. Obviously, games have been kind of eh. So now I have a question. Something. Yeah. The lull. I don't know all if right. you want to get into the penalty and all that. So your choice. I'll let you decide. There's a best but, case scenario. It is literally the best case scenario. Second agreed, best case scenario. But not, not my question. I mean, best case would be a fine. fine. Yeah, that's why I said. I question myself. It's the Either way, the, the penalty, not horrendous. But I do have a question. Do you view – do you remember the Ohio State uh, tattoo scandal by chance? It's so vague in my Evan, brain. Like, do you barely, remember? But it's yes. so vague. I live exactly, with the Ohio what State. What exactly fan. happened? Just for the people. Can you describe what, what exactly Ohio happened? State did and what to dumb it down? Oh, the, yeah, deep, the players like the, had oh, memorabilia yeah. from their championships slash whatever they won. They don't need it. They are selling it to make money to purchase something else. Why those businesses gave them discounts, basically, as an NIL. But they're giving money or memorabilia so they can get something in return. Illegal. You can't get gifts from right. being a student athlete. Now, with Evan's uh, synopsis there, great job, Evan. Grant, well, do you view the Michigan-Ohio State things as one is worse than the other? If so, which one? Or Well, in today's society, uh, Ohio State would not be as bad as Michigan. I'm not really so asking that. I'm just saying that the time versus at the time of this one. Knowing what we know. I mean, if you're – yeah, if, if we're playing it by how everyone's – I personally don't think either that, is that. Yeah, I agree. Insane of a deal. Agreed. But like which one do you think – But if we're, if we're doing it by the letter of the law, what I've learned is that if you break a rule, it doesn't matter how silly or dumb it is. You've got to be punished severely. So I guess both if you're breaking okay, rules. Okay, well, in that sense, they – their following season got a straight-up mole ban. If that were to happen – and by the way, they went 12-0 and 0, – with their bowl band, so they missed out on a national championship. Um, yeah. If that would have been the penalty for this, would you have not like just been an absolute ball of enraged fire? Like, no, no. I. So you I, think a twenty twenty four bowl ban is playoff playoff is band. reasonable? Yeah, totally fine with that. Totally fine with it. That's big of you to admit that. Grant's in the moment now. My, he knows his team is way better than what yes. next year is going to be. I can't even see 2024. I can't see You're going to have a new quarterback, my new running back, that, three new offensive linemen. My my grand point of this biggest, whole thing is that 
Harbaugh's being suspended three games for the not even saying two for the Michigan fans out there that are like, oh my god, absolute ridiculous penalty, blah blah blah. I just as Evan said, it can be so much worse. Um, and I know, like you, you guys act like twenty twenty four doesn't matter to you, blah blah blah. It might in twenty twenty four matter to you, but either way. I'm just saying the penalty could have been so much harsher and it's been seen that a similar type of violation got probably a worse penalty considering that they were 12 and all the following season. So, but maybe be grateful. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you bringing that to light. It's good to compare these things. What is the biggest thing that has just gotten me in the bunker with everyone is not the penalty. I know a lot of the fan base is, gone off the deep end saying like it's not a big deal at all i'm totally fine with them being punished severely for cheating for running an elaborate scheme that is totally fine i my biggest gripe is that we've just we just over we overstepped the judicial system we the the investigation is ongoing but we're already throwing down a hammer unprecedented hammer hammer in the middle of the year and also the way they did it on friday mid-flight is so cowardly they didn't even they didn't even call michigan Jim Harbaugh found out because someone showed him on the bus when they landed from social media that you are suspended. They told Pete Thamel first. It's just a biggest like move by a conference that is allegedly supposed to have your back. And I was fine if the Big Ten suspended them after the season or like waited for the facts to play out. They just went on an absolute witch hunt against their big one of their biggest institutions in the middle of the year, which is just the classic thing that we talked about last week is like you're innocent until guilty and they are doing guilty until innocent and michigan hasn't even been able to defend themselves in court yet it's just totally an insane situation and that is what's driven me crazy where fine give give, if they gave the death penalty which would be insane to do but if they just did that after they had got all the facts i could stomach it a little bit more than just jumping to conclusions after like a week and a half of investigation, not interviewing any coaches, doing a Zoom call where people bitched about it, and then you suspend them for three games just to make people happy. It's so soft, and Petiti is spineless for doing so. Well, it's because they broke the sportsmanship policy, so you don't have to worry about due process. The investigation doesn't matter. The commissioner can step in and do punishment as seen fit. That's why there's no there's no such thing as due process with this case. Okay, The Big Ten commissioner is stepping in because they're cheating. They thought it was severe enough that he can decide what he wants to do. So this whole due process bull crap, it, it, I'm sick of hearing that because a lot of the Michigan fans are too stupid to understand what due process means to begin with. It's true. It's just sad, though. I'm glad that, you finally said something you felt, you felt, felt to do. It only took four weeks, but here we are. I do get like, yeah, that's why they have that loophole in it, and it's fine for him to use it. I just completely disagree with it. And maybe it's like maybe – but then part of me, there's also the part of Grant – I do respect that he's being totally petty back. You know, I understand like Michigan has not been easy to cooperate with. So Petiti's like, I, it almost was a villain move. I kind of did respect it in a weird, sick way that he waited until the last minute did it while after Harbaugh already traveled, Like he almost was like a villain and they're going back against each other that the pettiness of it, I do kind of respect it just against the team I root for. So my favorite, but I do understand. Continue if you're not done. I thought you're done. I don't really have much my favorite thing about this whole part because it's just really just like out. makes me laugh. Like I think it's so funny, and you know, you guys definitely don't. Michigan fans don't think it's funny, but I think it's hilarious. Like all the Michigan fans, and uh, just like 
threatening, basically saying like, oh, you like the NCAA and the Big Ten and the commissioner and blah, blah, blah. They have no idea what's coming, blah, blah, blah. They're going to take him down, yada, 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 all this other stuff. I just think it's funny. And I don't like think, think disagree with them or agree with them. I really don't care. I just think it's funny when like the the classic reaction to like getting a penalty is that, oh, you will pay for this. Like as you said earlier, this is just sports. So it's not that deep usually. It's really like it's not going to alter our lives. For the rest. It shouldn't. It definitely does. I will say that. It definitely alters our lives more than it should. But like acting like you're going to like go in and like – uh, how do I put this as PG? I can't really. So I'm just going to say like basically act like you're going to go assassinate the Big Ten commissioner because of what he did. January like, 6th, it's, baby. Just, it's, it's funny to me. Like it's just – it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's over the top. But that's what makes sports great. Like you said, you know, people are just so so passionate and committed that they're willing to do January 6th type stuff to a Big Ten commissioner who just felt that Jim deserved a suspension. It's funny to me. I, like I don't really have opinion on it either way. I just find it funny. It does become real and have real ramifications, though. Like as fans, we can't really do anything other than just like or talk like about storm it, the capital, whatever. Like they're talk about friends. <laughs> <laughs> storm the capital. But um, if you piss off the wrong people, which it fully appears to me, like following just the Nuggets, like the respect in this like situation is totally gone. You have like both sides releasing really disrespectful things about each other. Like both sides just do not care about the relationship anymore. And it's too early in the process. And I know, I believe I heard someone was talking about when Ohio State got in trouble <laughs> that they threatened leaving the conference and never did. So maybe that's all it is for Michigan is a veiled threat. But it's pretty documented now from like well-plugged in sources that the Board of Regents and the higher-ups in Michigan have actually had like legit discussions about potentially leaving the conference, which I'm not saying is good or bad. Oh, yeah. And it's I expect everyone to say that, but that actually would impact our lives as fans because that just changes who Yours. we play for the rest Maybe of our lives. I wouldn't care. You wouldn't be a little sad that you don't have the Paul Bunyan rivalry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be again. a little disappointed about it. But like at the end of the day, if like yeah, I'd be a little disappointed feel, about it. But if you feel that the Big Ten like wronged you that bad because Jim Harbaugh missed three football games, then I think you're ridiculous. <laughs> and see you later. Because like I'm not, I get it. I can see like if I was in the situation, I'd probably be pissed off too. But to, to Jim leave Harbaugh the, missed nine hours of work. He missed one to full day. leave the conference over that, which you, by the way, are about to win three in a row, three times in a row. Like you got a pretty good gig here. And besides this year, everybody uh, pretty much loves Michigan for the most part. They get a lot of you know, I wouldn't say special treatment, but I'm am hinting at special treatment. They 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 do okay. They don't they don't usually struggle in the public eye. Are you saying? Until the scandal hit, or are you saying like in no, the not during the scandal? Well, I'm confused. No, no. Up until that happened, okay. I said up until this point. They they up until this national year, media they're taking national, national media, media taking was blow. was pretty local happy media. The local is, media like they they were not, and I could give two shits what Paul Feinbaum thinks. Right. Honestly, like he's so he's like I said. I mean, he makes more money than me. I should I should be jealous, but like if I three really football games. And I get it. One of them is Ohio State. But if three football games puts Michigan over the edge, if they're just going to straight up leave the Big Ten Conference, then yeah, see ya. Like, I'll get over my disappointment. But you could also see the world, though, where, like, if it was one of us and you're you're an AD or president and you're power-hungry, egotistical, you probably would just be so pissed off. Like, you're in the bunker with everyone. I think it's it's a soft move to make that decision. Personally. 
I personally wouldn't do it because I that just that's that's a cowardly move to just like be like oh yeah we're too good for this we're just gonna leave but it honestly it fits the, it fits the Michigan yeah, mantra so might as well we're we're too good for it's, this it's shit part so see soft, but also it's also part power too to be like hey like if you piss us off leave and see how you do like money wise like good luck in a sketchy time right, of you want to go finish fourth in the SEC West every year go ahead. I mean, maybe you take a hit on field and then you got a basketball adjust. team. I think recruiting okay would be fun. The SEC, they're top heavy. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Baseball I, would personally, stink. if I had my way of <laughs> of how they would. I think someone floated this a out hockey in a team text, anymore. and I was like, "Oh, actually, I was like, that would be cool if they did this." Um, it's a credit to have a camp with this idea. They're like, if they win the Big Ten, they don't go to the podium to celebrate. They just go right to the locker. I can safely say, if I was that a Big Ten commissioner, I would. I would let them walk if they were like threatening. I wouldn't care. The way that Jim Harbaugh works, I swear he will go up there and two two face. I I need that. I need that interaction so bad. I just need. I need them. I need him to. The only thing I'm actually disappointed about, or I would just go in the locker. I would actually cheer for. I would actually. I would actually applaud them if they just like did. Just like somebody go get it. Just somebody go get it and then bring it to the locker room. It would be and then just tell Tony to bring it if he wants to give it. Oh, it'd be so good. Why is I mean, have you seen the TV? <laughs> Joe, Joe Buck, Buck and Troy Aikman are talking, waving like this for like a good ten seconds. It's super weird. <laughs> I miss that. Uh, the only thing I'm actually um, disappointed about is that Jim won't be on the sideline for Ohio State. He still could be, I guess. You know, whatever that could happen. He might be because I really want to see that. Really want to see a Ryan Day Jim Harbaugh interaction. I mean, I think. We're trending towards tunnel into the number two this year, and I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> that game's usually on the field, though. That usually, like, that usually, yeah. The there's some serious the bad blood this year. I mean, there's always a lot of That's bad blood, but this time, is like a lot. This is like get your popcorn ready. I'm ex- I'm more excited That's for why this Jim's game be- than any Michigan State game we've had this year because we've been so shitty. I have no intel, no intel, blind read. I feel like 70% in my gut thinks that they flipped this over on court on Friday, and I think he coaches the last two, and I think that's going to Well, yeah, things. the guy that's doing the thing is a Michigan He's a Michigan alum, so congrats. You won. No shit. Yeah. But he denied it on Friday. He denied it on Friday. Yeah, he though, did so that so that when he, he does didn't. allow Jim to come back, he's like, oh, but I, I didn't let him cover against Pitt State. His name's uh, his name's Tim Connors. I didn't even put the connection, but Brad sent me a Photoshop of Tim Connors' face, like photoshopped onto a Kevin judge. Connors texted <laughs> so the golf chat. Was like, "Holy, my dad is doing the hearing." <laughs> <laughs> the honorable Tim Connors. Also, definitely right, definite bullshit so that it's a Michigan person. Like we couldn't figure out how to not have that happen. <laughs> but also, like, how many judges in Washington court? On a Friday night, just like all the tunnel shit last year was uh, a Michigan prosecutor who was like a ginormous Walmart fanboy. Yeah, it was like Dinkles or something. I forget his name. Anyways, hopefully I didn't rile up the Michigan fans too Um, bad this week. I'm hoping Evan did that. I thought that was good. Good. I mean, at this point, it's really it's like politics. There is no middle ground on it. You're just one way or the other. I feel like, and I got to be in the bunker because. I mean, what else am I going to do? What am I going to be like? Oh, yeah, my, my team's so dirty. I can't root for these guys. I need to go root for someone else. Like, no, no chance. I can't. Well, I told you what, what you could do. That's reasonable. What? And just it, it would just be admitting your wrongs. And that's what Michigan doesn't want to do. You've done it, but they don't want to do it. I, I, yeah, they, they cheated. Yeah. 
D- I, yeah, I don't want to go. The, the problem is this is distracting from an all-time performance. We can go faster through this because we that game sucks. Talk about the so game. boring. No, for a for a for a, for a national college football fan, diehard that was, that was not exciting because when we never thought Penn State had a chance. That was like, that was like a pitcher's duel. No, it wasn't. Game. That was like strategic defense. Penn State and didn't game do shit. Training. That was. It was such a good game. I thought. God. Penn State was moving the football early. Grant, if you w- multiple, if you drives, watched it from a national perspective, you'd be like, Penn State has no chance in this football game from the second basically it started. No way. I watched the, the whole first game. two drives for Michigan. First two drives for Michigan, punts. All right. So like, wow. And also they tried to throw and got sacked instantly. So immediately as a Michigan fan, you realize, I don't think we can throw very well. And I, I was told this defense was number one in the country. So I don't know how we're going to do with that. And then they just start bringing out eight linemen and just pounding it. And it works. And I thought Game that over. dynamic. Yeah. Maybe in the second half, it started to go a little dull, but the, the, the chess play between the two sides what it reminded me of, Evan, this will click. Alex, I don't know. If, were you at the Road Ipsy game our senior year? I was definitely there, but I probably don't um, as good of a recollection as you Ipsy, guys. Ipsy, kind of re- Ipsy is playing the role of Penn State in this situation where, as Tecumseh, they are just too athletic and fast of a defense for us to do anything on the edges or any sort of passing. Like Their pass rush will get home because they're just faster than our tackles. So what did Romano do with Wyatt and uh, Mitch? We just put them in a phone booth and ran the ball like 35 times between the tackles and beat them that way because they just aren't disciplined enough in in the middle. And that's what it felt like I was watching. You're all – everything Penn you said State is correct. Dance. The problem is that Penn State wasn't doing any chess moves on offense for themselves. So that's why it was a, it felt one-sided because Penn State wasn't – they just ranked JJ – they were running a Jay Johnson offense where they were just running QB draw like every every four plays. And then Aller fumbled and it was like, oh, yeah. see you later. This game stinks. They didn't move the ball though. They had some long drives. Like that, that first drive like that was nothing. Uh, that Michigan stopped them on the – the field goal that was a huge play because if they go up seven nothing, it's a different game. The the one like in the field goal because they were doing stupid shit. Yeah, Jay Johnson level fucking play call <laughs> for Penn State. Evan, your weekly James Franklin rant. This God, I mean, really bad. people would just still like. I've been saying this for how many years? The only reason he's still at Penn State is because he had Saquon Barkley. But he won the only reason at Vanderbilt at- twice. That's pretty remarkable. No one gives a shit. In a down east where Tennessee sucked and Florida sucked. And Georgia wasn't good either. Georgia was not very good. Georgia was only going to win 10 games max with Mark Rick. So, Anyways, yeah, bad coach. It was just – I thought going for two on the first one was stupid, and then that backed him into a corner. With the <sighs> second one, I really still do not understand. I don't know about you guys. You would have been down eight. Why would you You would have been down eight. You still have one possession yeah, left. because then it puts pressure on – it puts pressure on Michigan's play caller. Because you wouldn't be down two possessions. You wouldn't be down two possessions. And if you think if they had just kicked on the first one when they went for two, they would have been down 24 to 10. And then they wouldn't have even had, they would be down 24, 17. He went for two so early. To try I, to chase in his, the, did you see the video of that? Did you see the that reporter asked him like why? And he's like, I just want to get points. He's like, no, I don't think you answered my question. That reporter is me. I just couldn't understand. The, I don't understand that mindset. Like, okay. there's something. About what did Alex and I say during the preview? Make them and I said James Franklin's going to do something stupid that's going to cost him the game. That were now technically it never really cost him the game. It just gave him a negative percent chance to ever come back in the game. 
Penn State also just doesn't have the firepower on offense to ever come back in a game, anyways. But I think I don't remember who said defense it. Too. Let's not take. Someone away. said it. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Credit to whoever Great told me in my life. Great. But they always said Penn State is never completely balanced. The years that they have really good running backs, they have sucky skill players. The year they have really good skill players, they have a sucky running back. They can never be balanced. Feels like Penn State's always just been a quarterback away, and they just don't ever have. I mean, Aller could be good. They did win the conference, like McSorley. and McSorley they was probably won the with best Saquon Barkley. Yes, yeah. Throw it on a dime. So, like Penn State just can't. They had a six-eight NFL tight end. They had one of the best running backs in the NFL. I got a question for you guys. Just while we're on Penn State. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. No, I would not take him as my head coach, Alex. Absolutely no, not. It's about Penn State. So Penn State is like the classic team that they have a very like high floor. Like they're gonna like win eight or nine games minimum, pretty much. It's because year. of their brand. People overlook is because it's the Penn State brand. And then they're the ceiling. Because the I I was looking at stats today when I was talking to the Penn State dude at work because I was like, he ricochet shotted me about Michigan State, so I was like, well. Buddy, we're not going to do that today. Here we go. Interesting <laughs> to be doing. Um, so I was looking, and the best, most games he's ever won at Penn State is eleven, I believe. So you're, and that was eleven and two. So I think they went ten and two in the regular season. They won the Big Ten that year. Then they lost. Yes, or they won the Rose. Tracy McSorley threw the ball away to Sam Darnold's USC Trojans. Anyways, so your ceiling is like ten or eleven, but like you're never really sniffing much more than that. Um, so now, Evan, to you or and Grant, I guess, so let's say Jim Harbaugh leaves. Would you want a coach like that, or would you want a guy that goes like could go three and nine one year and then like eleven and one, twelve and now? Like, would you rather have the higher ceiling, lower, much lower floor, or would you like the high floor, lower ceiling? Which maybe in that scenario you could sneak something in there, like a Big Ten title every ten years. But like, what do you? What would you prefer as a fan? I can I feel confident going first because um, Jim Harbaugh was James Franklin until he f- flipped a switch with a good quarterback. Uh, well, Cade I guess was first, but I would easily take the high floor guy because you truly are just one quarterback away from then. You are pretty good for like two to three years with that kid if he's good, and that's what we're seeing now with Michigan. It's a good point. Where like he the floor was were they seven and five maybe one year under Harbaugh eight and four yeah and then the COVID year obviously. and it was always the stats they use against Franklin were the stats I lived through for five years of like he's two and ten versus big opponents and then you got a guy you hired a psycho to steal signs <laughs> kidding but you started winning and you finally got a quarterback and system that worked and you hired a strength coach that changed boys into men and you got a good program so I would take the high floor like easily no-brainer because I was asking the Penn Easily State, too. Because you just need you just need one quarterback, especially in the transfer portal era. You just got to hit on one quarterback. But it's got to get exhausting. Like built. you just know every year you're going to lose to Michigan and Ohio State, and then when Michigan State's good, you probably lose to them too. Or you're going to rotate between losing to those teams every year, and then you're never going to actually have a chance to win the Big Ten in the last week of the season. Like that's it, got to be like upsetting. Like I can see as a fan, like you would be like, I want a new coach. A hundred percent, and that's where I was with Harbaugh. And then now they have they have to get a new trade. coach. They have to. Like, what is the point? You are in a stagnant. Texas did it. You're in a stagnant state oh, right no, now. Texas where... A&M never won ten games with Jimbo Fisher. That's a crazy stat, <laughs> but they never did. 
Yeah, I understand that, but their, their AD said they were in a stagnant state. That's what I'm going off of his quote today. But Grant's Penn right. You, just, you could be you, one. You have to try. Away, Penn State has to try something new. It just it could get. Yeah, but look gets, at look at James Franklin's so track worse. record with quarterbacks. Look at his track record with quarterbacks. Naller's a five star dude. He's still young. He's nineteen. Okay, just but because you're just because the, you're the five is, stars doesn't mean crap. Like develop somebody or do something about it. Right, but I I mean it would be pretty but, immature of us to just be like, oh, Aller's never gonna be good. He's. Did you do you ever fear? Do you ever going into a Penn State game and you're like their quarterback is superior, better than mine? Well, this year, yeah. McSorley was better than Michigan. McSorley was not. No, day, well, when I never, I never once feared trading McSorley because he always but, threw that one terrible interception, or he would we do stupid like mistakes. Peak of our powers at that point. Jason McSorley's peak was JJ last year. That was his peak. That was his best performance. Is how. Bad or good, JJ played last year. However, you want to call it, an inconsistent ride, but pretty good. I'm Penn State's the all-time front runner. Too. The all-time front runner. It's just tough because it's, when you're winning ten games, it's like it's hard to justify like getting rid of someone like that. Well, then people. The look, only small difference here. I don't know. I'd be pissed off. What about this point? My only big thing was is right the now. biggest the biggest example for this. Is your damn if you do, damn if you don't, is Nebraska. They fired Bo Pelini when he was winning nine, ten games a year. Now they could suck. do better. And now they're in the ultimate dumpster fires. <laughs> and well, I Mark, would, well, they're on Matt Rules. They'll be good but in a few years, maybe. But in like, fairness, so. they hired Mike Riley, who was probably one of the worst hires in Big Ten history. But that's what can happen. You can just mess up. That'd be terrible. But here's a well with that bitch of an AD, they're probably are going to mess up. Here's a small detailed uh, um, factor, and though when it comes to their decision, is one is different when it came to Harbaugh on the hot seat because he doesn't have Penn State ties, so there's not that loyalty. His body of work wasn't as good as Harbaugh's in the uh, Super Bowl run in the NFL and what he did at Stanford. It's just he certainly doesn't have the track record. And two. And two, like the in-game blunders are so much on a higher scale than what Jim would do at Michigan. Like the dumb trick plays were never a thing. So I think that, like you put those three together, I can see tipping the scale till we got to get rid of this guy. That can make me get there. And like in I, that point, like Grant, you hit it on the head, like the dumb super blunders in-game situations. If this was treated like a NFL organization, you have so many people in the front office critiquing that. Those game, in-game situations, he would have been gone two years ago. But you have one person making that decision. What everyone else has to be buddy buddies because James Franklin's the boss. You have one person making that decision. That's the athletic director. That's why the athletic directors get paid the big bucks. But it would be a tough decision because I mean I'm not going to say it's going to happen. But like Penn State could wait it out. Drew Aller could like become something really special next year in the next two years, and then they could be really good with Michigan being. Well, I would say with JJ gone, I mean they're they should take a step back. I'm not gonna say they will. But like and Kyle Kyle McCord's not oh. special, so we're actually gonna Arch Main's gonna transfer because I heard Quinn Ewers is staying another year. That's what I'm manifesting. You don't care about twenty twenty four So Arch Manning's grandpa says Arch Quinn Ewers in twenty. Arch Manning's grandpa said he's happy at Texas. He's not sitting another year though, Evan. We're not that naive. Mm-hmm. There's no way the kid sits another year. He might. I mean, he could have won the job this year, and he didn't. Anyways, yeah. My last points I had um, 
this was a listener text from someone. I don't. I actually don't know the number. I didn't look it up. But they asked, "Is this a top ten win in Michigan history, given the surrounding circumstances?" Top ten win in Michigan in Wild- history. This person had to be born I, after well, 2000. Who's going to say they got to be a younger yeah. person to think that? And while while I won't speak to things I never saw live, I'm not a historian. I like to live in things that I've seen with my eyes. Ten, ten which is a I, lot. I would of like games, to be better at more history. I but I would say in my in my life, given the uh, surrounding, it, I would put yes. It maybe it's nine or eight, but I do think that as much as we crap on Penn State, which is totally fair. They have a buffoon of coach, and their offense was inept. The just track record of Michigan going there is not good, and they have won the last three. But the difference of last year, or 2021 with Cade McMara, is that Penn State team had already lost three games. They were unranked. It wasn't this level of intensity. The crowd was way louder in this game. Their whole season was on the line. They were backed into a corner. They were as desperate as they could get. And going in there without – with the distractions that they create themselves and no head coach, which while you can argue, I don't know what his role is on game days. I do think asking Sharon Moore to call plays and then be the head coach. They said at one point, uh, Jenny Taff reported that he forgot to put back on like his headset sure for head coaching stuff. Way. Like he was talking to players and like, Hey, you got to get back on. Cause we have questions about like game flow oh, stuff. It, I think it's so, overhyped. I all that, really honestly don't think Harbaugh's value on game based situations is as valuable as some people think. I don't he's value it that plays, much. And he's just calling timeouts and deciding to go for it on fourth and fourth down. Like maybe like call, maybe he can go talk individually with people. I mean, more he's JJ's like, butt lord. I don't, so. you never know. I, I do are. also get it. He yeah. is like the quarterback coach technically, but. Oh, I'll put it up. Guy, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> How does this – in terms of the game, I didn't. I knew they weren't throwing at all. I did not realize it was 32 straight. That is That's remarkable. Insane. I didn't even notice um, that in the moment. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise Michigan in this situation. Grant, you touched on it. They got we sacked. Right. We were way wrong. They got sacked. Manny Diaz is addicted to blitzing and speed. And in fairness, um, to neutralize speed, we're going to run the ball down the said throat. on Saturday that he wanted Manny Diaz to be the Michigan State head coach. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted. I said I would be intrigued. But Evan, no, he's a loser. Continue. He's Sorry, not as I'm big of a loser as James Franklin. But they just run the ball at speed. Run the ball at speed, and you can't do anything about it. Al Romano, baby. So when people were like, well, did you learn anything new? I didn't learn anything new from Michigan. Of anything, uh, of, of, if little, you watch that game, a little. I didn't know they could do that. I didn't know they could do that this year. I, if you I watch that game and you had no idea what was going on in the world, zero idea what was going on in the world, you would have thought that game was from 2017 and Jim Harbaugh was calling the offense. You honestly would have thought that. Sharon stuck to his guns, man. He didn't know what else to do. He's like, I just got to run this ball. That's all I know. <laughs> Well, Penn State's also defense it, is against the number one run defense. Overrated. I think they were giving up sixty I think yards. What runners, front runners, front Michigan runners. be able to just commit to the bit, as they say, is like they also knew that Penn State wasn't going to score, so let's just keep doing it. Yeah, and let's just run the clock. Huge and let's, factor. Like let's not mess up. We're not going to throw a pick. Well, let's just run the ball, waste clock, and let's see if we can keep it moving. And if Michigan really wanted to against Penn State, 
if Michigan had to throw the ball and win, JJ would have won the game for him. I would agree. That's what I said. Pre, you, you saw, but that pass. Grant, you saw in a couple possessions. Phase, you saw a couple possessions. Though. Michigan started throwing the screens, and they had right no tackle. idea what to do. They threw quick out screen yeah, games, and they nice. had no idea what to do. Uh, we're, we're just the to speak we're to just the not stat. Block you. We're going to let you go by. We're going to throw a screen and have our offensive lineman beat the living crap out of the cornerback while we're 15 yards down the field. Yeah, the uh, that streak of runs, consecutive runs in a game, was the most over the last 20 seasons in college football. So back to 2000. You're beating they the service the academy. So. Yes. And obviously, the one pass attempt was a pass interference, so that doesn't go in as a That's big. play. That's just a no play. Big for Michigan. Yeah. So there was a one. Pa- there was is one. That, pass that, is that in all college like, football or just, just power five? Man? It, so it's weird because it says in the last twenty seasons, but then it says it's the longest streak by a non-service academy since. Oh, there's the asterisks. So I feel like those. I feel like those two they stats threw in the, the asterisks academy. I these non-service academy. I was thinking it has to, the service academy has to be in there, but they are. They're in there. And then it got me thinking, like, which teams? What's the list of teams that Michigan couldn't beat by only running? Georgia. Georgia. Is it just like Alabama? Georgia. I think Oregon would Alabama. be tough. Oregon. They're, they're pretty tough. Could they beat Washington only running the football? I, I think, think they might that be. they would be in trouble if Washington I think scored first. Washington yes. has. I think Washington has bigger boys. They got some Samoans inside. Texas, they, Texas, they'd have to throw because Texas got big boys up front. I think with Washington, they would. Uh, but it was stunning. They'd score, not they'd many, score points, they and you'd have to do that against. You just wouldn't be able to keep up if you just ran the ball the whole time. You wouldn't have enough time, enough possessions. And then, as always, how we view everything with this team in Ohio State. How does this change your views at all on the matchup on November twenty fifth? Anything is a it little look ahead because both. If nothing, Michigan. I think Michigan. Like Grant, you touched on it. I think it helps Michigan's confidence in the run game. I think they found a little bit. But also th- that formation, though, for motion- formations and their different run plays out of those formations are now out there for Ohio State to watch. So, like, it's not like something some new signs. that – Yeah. Steal some signs, code it, decode it, watch the TV broadcast. Hire Connor and Stallions. Down. And, yeah, they'll get that shit figured out. Pay I, I don't leave I think thinking it, anything different. It is nice to see that – it's not nice because I don't like Michigan. But, I mean, for them, it's nice to see that they do have that ability to run the ball, um, which we thought maybe they were struggling with that this year. So maybe it makes them more balanced, which we just talked about. Penn State has none of that. Definitely helps with Ohio State because their defense is legit, so you can throw more at them. I think it's positive it's and negative, negative about me, the fact it's that like, maybe they didn't trust J.J. to win it with his arm. No, I, th- I saw I saw Brandon Walker spouting that off on my feed that, that came up saying they they must not trust him. And I was like, he just knows nothing. I don't about think that's what it was about. I think <laughs> did you see Did you see Dave just absolutely ri- ripping into uh, Brandon Walker? <laughs> you found him in the and bushes. no, but also yeah, about the Mississippi I, State take <laughs> during their broadcast of their whatever their tailgate show because Brandon Walker I don't think rips into that. like all the like good teams oh, and they're like oh they yes. lost and he's like how oh, you guys lost to georgia and he's like but your program is so dog crap that you'll never get there so why are you hating on their success more than how bad you are <laughs> it is funny when ads all brand programs think that they get to like have an opinion they don't <laughs> they, they i mean but i will do i in my own personal belongings like i do did make fun of michigan when they lost to tcu while we were going five and seven missing a 22 yard i tried not tried i tried not to do that i didn't i didn't text (laughs) this guy 
I didn't really say anything. I feel Grant, I was actually rooting with you. I was but... I was texting you during that game. I was on your side. It's a one time. No, you weren't. Was... Yeah, you can look back at those. It was a great college actually... football game, and Sean McDonough called. Was, it, so it was actually nice. Everyone won that day. Yeah, I also was thinking about the stupid brainwashing and cult behavior because everyone keeps calling Michigan football a cult, which I'm not denying that it is. All but like, programs are we, culty. Alex and I were legit, were legitimately buying books about it takes what it takes just because Mel Tucker said that's what he believes in. Like, if you want to talk about full on cult behavior, we were just running around. I like, can promise I won't be doing. Like, that's what doing football that is. Coach, I can promise I'm not falling for. I'm not. I'm no, not falling will, for that. That's the beautiful thing about. <laughs> I fell for it once. <laughs> it was a good book, though. Positive, negative, though. Like. It's good to know Michigan can do that if they have to against Ohio State. Well, I think. So the run, the game might end up being more like 2021 because last year it was all just big pass fluke plays until Edwards runs. And it does make me nervous. Penn State's pass rush is better than Ohio State's, I believe. But I think Michigan's going to have trouble struggle blocking Ohio State's pass rush based on what I saw because that was pretty immediately that Penn State was getting pressure pretty easily in that game. So they are minus five and a half right now on FanDuel. On the look ahead lines. We'll see what it moves. You guys want to go? Oh yeah, Grant, you're going to be at the Iron Bowl. Oh my God, you're not even going to be able to watch. I will be tailgating. I'll be tailgating watching it. You're going to be at the Iron Bowl? going to be disappointed. Oh, yes. bring back a paint for thirty kick. Well, I've been honestly. Please if, don't if bring back one. Win, if Auburn wins, I'm if if Auburn wins, I already made a bet to myself that yes. I'll buy a Peyton Thorne jersey as I leave. I have this one crazy high thought when I wasn't high, but it was more like a shower thought because I was looking at how when the crazy stuff with Michigan was happening and they were like using it as motivation, victim, whatever. I was like, in a weird way, like what if? Because you know how like there's a PI firm that looked into Michigan. And then turned it into the NCAA. And people are like, where did that come from? I was like, what if? What if someone at Michigan was just so sick of Connor Stallions being a weirdo that they turned him in, knowing they'd get in trouble, that would turn into a rallying oh, cry? I don't, think football football far. For Grant, I don't think it would go that far. I do think that. I know, it's crazy. But I was like, this well, could the be first a thing that, I know that came out was that people thought it would be like an inside job. Nice. And people, people expected the Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh hate. But I do like. A part of me, five, ten percent, wouldn't doubt if somebody was just like, "This guy's a nut job." I'm tired of him being around the buildings. Like, <laughs> how do I get rid of him? Yeah. And they knew about it, and they're like, "Problem yeah, solved." Quite clean. His old vacuum. And then stink. next thing you know, it turns into this whole thing, and the guy's like shunning himself into the house. Like, no, it wasn't me. I can see that, but that guy's smartness of turning it somebody in and being cry. like, "Dude, they, they won't do anything about it," and then she you knows front headline to everything. I do wish they didn't. I wish they didn't pick the phrase bet because I don't know. Like I, I think it's second behind the coach is standing up on the bench. The coach is standing on the bench after somebody makes a turnover thinking you are a part of that play. Oh, I've been hating. You mean so nothing. I don't care. You don't even have a headset on. You don't even belong on the sideline. Remember the guy with the remember the guy with the eyebrows, the Ryan Osborne guy that we saw. Make sure that you just that caught my hot mic right there because I said uh, I don't well, blame for saying. the players celebrating. You did something like have at it, but these you just hate the buffs. I don't hate I mean, the buffs. I don't hate. He like, hates the, it ever since the, the chain that guy mean mug. <laughs> I hate the coaches getting involved. Like, that you fat, mean something. The fat coach that mean mugged on the sideline will forever ruin Evan's perspective. 
and now and now it's like every like every no name coach that thinks they're a part of the football program and you mean nothing to them. I can just get out of the picture. Get out of the picture. You don't see one no name in the NFL running down to the, the end zone and like. <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> Again, last thing for that. Uh, it could just be Dominic Edwards who just shows up for big games and has big plays. Transfer. That just might be his only thing that he does. He's running with those uh, basketball <laughs> training goggles on where you can't see your perimeter or underneath. You can only see what's in front of you. That's what he's running with on. Dude, he That's what he's running with. Where he looks like absolutely terrible. It was bad. Um, last, last question for you guys. Does the A&M job opening, do you th- how do you think it I impacts you your guys' Right research? away, my answer on this. <laughs> Shoot me, <Okay>. man. <laughs> <laughs> if Texas A&M takes Dan Lanning, Oregon opens. We're more on a. I mean, Texas A&M they can pretty much get their pick of the letter because they just got so much money. So like, we really can't. They really have whatever, they, like any cash check. Um, it is crazy to remind ourselves that that is like a top like five job crazy. in college football. It's insane. But, so like, if they despite they take wins. Dan Lanning, Oregon opens. They're more on like our like they're Big Ten. They're kind of like on our playing field somewhat so then you lose some candidates to oregon like yeah they're better more than likely so they're they can poach they could take jonathan jonathan smith it's pretty close drive oregon state to oregon you could just hop over there you can't do that either way oregon opens then maybe oregon poaches a coach and then another power five job opens and then that could start like a brutal state's open well that's not a job evan it's a it's a like this A and M job touches all of. It, basically, football. if Dan Lanning leaves and for well, Alex Penn State should be open. To be Evan, honest, can I just finish? I heard I heard UCLA yeah, is open. Chip Kelly's getting fired. More. I don't actually want. There's smoke him. that Chip's getting fired. I don't he think he actually that has a worse record than Jim. They might take Jed Fish. We don't though. want Jed Fish. We don't oh, they Jed might Fish. take Jed Fish. I okay. No, your loss. He's very associated with Connor Stallions as the rover, and that's why Michigan State doesn't want him. Yeah, those winners, <laughs> winners associated with Connor Stallions. Jed Fish is also like the like classic like bag chaser, so he would probably come and like leave. Like if you look at Jed Fish's Wikipedia, he had a new job every single year for like ten years. Is there any latest on Urban now? Yeah, it's there is it's some, over. but I would say it's it's over. He is his people did reach out to AM's people, so he would he there's a chance that maybe he, he was just dude, using he would build a monster there. there the whole time. And that's why he, he would build a monster Texas you know. That could be why AM opened oh their job God. earlier yeah, because man. Michigan State's been open for so long and maybe Urban was thinking about it and they're like, Well, we better act now. So then Urban's oh told his people, God. Hey, tell the AM I'm interested, and then they fire Jimbo and then boom, see you later. So that could happen. Oh my! God. Urban's not coming to Michigan State. I'm pretty confident saying that. I'm so happy that I was right. So is Jonathan Smith? You're being real about that. Is that like the leader in the club? I think, think it's pretty safe to assume that. Yeah, he's like when our job became available, his people reached out to us first. Oh, classic Brett Bielma. Like he. Oh, also there were some names this weekend <laughs> that came up that of people that wanted our job, and they were laughable people. Manny Diaz, Al Golden. <laughs> well, I don't of, want Lee shit either. Lastly, I'm not going to come. With your probably. permission. Oh, my God. Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. My plan is to make your. Uh, <laughs> it's so big. It's so big. 
My plan is to make your uh, list of head coaches into a graphic to get the internet fired up this week. I just want to confirm that your top six. Dude, Evan, such God damn it. Your list is so bad. You can't let that go to the internet. You can't. Yeah, I can. I don't give a fuck. Because one of them I'm confused because one of them's not. I don't think one of them's ever coached. I don't no, think no, he's he ever coached. He's so literally he just was in the NFL like a year ago. Every, that literally everybody a lo- loves. And the only reason I want him as a head coach is because he was an NFL quarterback for 15 I mean, years. I'm not going to sugarcoat reason. it. Your list last week actually enraged me. I was furious when I so, saw that. And then when you said you're just not going to cheer for Michigan State if Lance Leopold was coach, you were lying. No, you would co- Alex, you it's would. not his name. That is not his name. So, Lance is shit. Don't worry about thank the last you, two guys. Don't worry about the last two guys because I got to put in their pictures. But those are the six names I have for you, Evan. If you'd like to change, I texted you guys. I hope it's sent. Um, that's what I'm going with. If you want to change it, you got to do it no, right now. Send or else it. That's going to go public. <laughs> I just want to see God, the reactions. At Cliff Kingsbury could get some positive reaction. But you can tell Evan's got a type. Those top two. <laughs> yeah, Evan, you like, like hot dudes. Hot. That's what's happening. <laughs> David Shaw, Evan. Oh my God. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, your mic Evan's, is hurting my, my ears. My, is it really right now? I stopped. It's good, though. David Shaw. Garbage. Um, all right. I just wanted to confirm. I think that should be the show so I can go to bed. We can all go to bed. I Alex is dinner. on Central Time. Um, Daddy's hungry. Cheers to episode 141. And Butler, Michigan State, first game ever at the Breslin for me. Wow. Basketball game. On Friday, I'm going to suck. Cheers. Division two playoff start, Martin Fair State break. at GVSU. Oh, and did you know I saw this? Fair State's head coach is not there because he let the players smoke. So they didn't suspend him at all through the regular season. They said your punishment is the first playoff game that you're going to make it to. Because that's how much of a wagon they are. And people were saying that Jim should coach Fair State and he should coach Michigan Why not? this weekend. I really think that'd be a downside. Because that'd be a little out. No, legal. You can? You can yeah, do just that. hire them. Yeah, just hire them. Ah, Bob That's, Stoops. Yeah, because they're, they're the different governing bodies. Wow. Jim coaching Ferris State in freaking yeah. Allendale, Michigan against <laughs> AVSU would be Can absolutely bananalands. <laughs> <laughs>